Hello, everybody, and <clears throat> welcome to Firefox News Online. Now, I'm a minute late getting started, which is better than I usually am, which is usually like 10 or 15 minutes. So, so whoopsie. Uh, hold on. Okay, there. Hope that fixed it. I really hope that fixed it. Okay. Now, if I'm real lucky, I'll be able to get these get this show started proper like. That is, of course, if I can ever clean the damn, you know, clip computer. Oh, it's being. Yeah, I don't know how I end up with this, but I shut off Internet Explorer and it's still coming up on the cleanup, which is slowing things down. A quick hello to the to the folks in my chat room that I can see, the guest or known as an elsewhere. Iggy Mom, of course, gunslingers in the house. All right. Now we got that going. Let me see if I can track down my uh, my stuff here. Uh, I grabbed the handheld microphone, but I uh, left it in the other room the other part of the studio. So let me see here. Uh, let me see now. Uh-huh. What the hell? What the hell? What the hell? No, 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 no. Do not open up things I don't want. That's just not fair. My clip computer is having a, is having a meltdown. Well, it's Monday. Well, one can expect that. Well, let's see here. Come on, open open Sesame. Open Sesame. And okay. Now keep your fingers crossed. I'm getting the opening started. Uh oh. Ah, I knew it. I had to adjust. I got to adjust the sound on this on this puppy first. All right, here goes nothing. Turn up that. Hit that. Welcome to Firefox News Online. America's number one internet radio and internet video broadcast. The rules are very simple. No personal attacks, threats, or hate speech will be tolerated at any time. If you commit to these acts, you will be removed from the chat room. And if we're using a phone line, the same rules apply. Also, bear in mind that this is a roundtable discussion format. So please, no cross-talking during the broadcast. And finally, 
The views and opinions that will be expressed in this broadcast are that of the host and those who call in and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of anyone else or this broadcasting service. The use of media materials is protected by the Fair Use Clause of the U.S. Copyright Act of 1976, which allows for the rebroadcast of copyrighted materials for the purposes of commentary, criticism, and education. Firefox News Online Productions and its news division adhere to the criteria of the Fair Use Clause 100% across the board. And now, on with tonight's broadcast. of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And now, America, it is time for Talking Points. The views and opinions expressed in Talking Points are that of the host and the host alone, and do not reflect the views and opinions of anyone else for this broadcasting service. Good evening, and welcome to Firefox News Online. I'm George Sinzer, and here is Talking Points. You know, I've seen a lot of stupid shit brought up by the Democrats. Ever since President Donald Trump won the election in 2016. And it got even worse with his, how can I put this? Oh, yeah, his inauguration in 2017. And ever since then, we've had the Russia probe, we've had the continuous democratic lies, deceptions, and so forth. Well, fast forward to now. Let's fast forward to today, to this moment right fucking now. Okay, because obviously somebody is not getting the memo in the Democratic Party. Now a second whistleblower has come forward. That is so very convenient. A second whistleblower. Of course, we knew this was going to happen. Spoiler alert. It was foretold that there would be a second whistleblower. Gasp. 
Could this mean that, uh, uh-oh, the Democrats knew this was going to happen, and so they decided to issue a spoiler alert. Well, they did. Only the problem is the second whistleblower, like the first, claims to have knowledge of shit that went on during the phone call. Wow, no surprise there. So, I don't know, maybe it's just me, but I'm beginning to think that the Democrats are trying everything they possibly can to screw this president over. Now, of course, the Democrats are also under the misguided perception that, well, when you decide you're going to impeach a president, let's tell a falsehood about the Nixon impeachment. Oh, Wait a minute. Nixon resigned in disgrace. Yes, he resigned in disgrace before they could impeach him. So he was not actually impeached. Hmm. Democrats need to learn history. Oh, wait a minute. They do know their history. It's revisionist history, but that's history that they will only accept. Hmm. Newsflash, Democrats, there is another dumbass maneuver on the horizon. Have you figured out what that is yet, folks? I'll give you some time to think about it. Time's up. So, did you happen to think about it? Did you give it some thought? Well, it's called Anything Goes, We Want Trump Out, So We'll Lie, Cheat, and Steal to Get Him Impeached. They haven't had the vote yet to impeach, so there's one. Two, they haven't had the inquiry vote, meaning they haven't voted to even begin the inquiry. So what are they waiting for? Hmm, let me see. Do, 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 do. Okay. They're waiting for someone to come up with another lie. Another whistleblower, maybe. Oh, wait a minute. How about when they go behind closed doors with these whistleblowers? What do you think is going to get said behind closed doors? All things anti-Trump, guaranteed. And when is the Republican Party going to actually stand up to these assholes in the Democratic Party? When are they going to get off their duffs and actually do something? When are they going to realize that there is something afoot? Hmm, guess there's only one way to find out, isn't there? Well, folks, I'll tell you what. I'm getting sick and tired of hearing and seeing Democrats spew over this president like a volcano. Now, the reason I say that is because if the president of the United States of America, Donald John Trump, were guilty of high crimes and misdemeanors, hmm, the Senate would have no choice. But 
since there is no solid evidence, then they got nothing. That means the Senate cannot vote to convict, which means, in a nutshell, for those of you Democrats who are listening, it means, in a nutshell, that you may get your impeachment, but he will walk in the Senate. I'm hoping that you don't get your impeachment this time either. You've tried three times to impeach, and all three times, you lose. Yes, you've lost. You've lost that love and feeling. Oh, sorry, uh, wrong thing. I do apologize for that. See, I figure it like this. The only thing the Democrats are good for right now is to be the butt of jokes. And boy, have I got quite a few. Now, let me also point out that I am really sick and tired of The View. The View did something pretty fucked up. Some sort of Christmas thing where they did a parody song. I call it a real fucked up thing to do to any Christmas song. They did a parody of Joy to the World but only, well, a song that's calling for the impeachment of Donald Trump. Seriously. I started to listen to it, and I got so nauseous, I wanted to barf all over my cell phone. Ugh. Then let's also not forget that this is a liberal broadcast called The View. And finally, in my talking points, I want to bring up another item. It seems that CNN and MSNBC are fixated on impeaching the vice president, Michael Pence. They keep bringing that up. They're so desperate to get rid of Trump that they're willing to get rid of Pence, too. And Pence ain't done nothing wrong. Trump ain't done nothing wrong. But they want Nancy Pelosi to be president. You know, I'm getting to the point where I really think they're... Well, quite frankly, I think the liberal pundits on CNN and MSNBC, more so MSNBC because it was A.M. Joy who brought this up about impeaching Michael Pence. Hmm. Well, that may sound like a great idea in your heads, boys and girls, over at the MSNBC lot, but it's a joke to me. A big one, because it ain't going to happen. And I got a gut feeling impeaching Donald Trump ain't going to happen either. And if you're smart, you'll stop doing it right now. You'll stop this whole line of bullshit right now, because you know what? I don't think you will. So go ahead and keep going, which means the American people will get sick and tired of being 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 sick and tired of all your bullshit and vote Trump. That means your, those who are registered Democrats and registered independents that are, that are liberal are going to be sitting there going, I'm sick of this shit. I am really sick of this shit. This party sucks. I'm voting Trump. And they will, too. Uh, but here's the problem. That means that Democrats lose 2020. <gasps> Say it isn't so. Hashtag FFNOP. Hashtag FFNOP. 
trend this broadcast all over the world on the following dot coms Facebook, Twitter, MeWe, and Spreely. And with that having been said, it is now time, as always, for the rest of the story. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. We're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna if we're gonna time it right. Well, we may as well time it right. Right, right. Hello, everybody. All of you watching on the video side, I'm George Sinzer. Thank you very much for being here, wherever you are around the globe. Oh, but wait a minute. Hold everything. Am I? Let's see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. And then there's uh, Carry the Four and uh, No, 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 no Oh, don't mind me I'm just trying to figure out How many times have I actually Gone on camera For video side And look happy For some reason today Is my day to be In a good mood Fairly decent Kind of all right. Just a little bit okay. All right. So I see Iggy Mom, Billy's in the chat room, and Gunslinger hanging out too. And if you want to join in on the fun, 347-945-5747. I was contacted by the people at BTR. My friend Mandy Lynn got a hold of me, and Mandy Lynn said, (sighs) they got it fixed. So whatever the problem was last week, this week we're in good shape. So I'm hoping. So Mandy Lynn, I know you're listening somewhere out there. And uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Hopefully everything is going to work just fine tonight because I really don't want to do it all, all without this. No, 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 no. See, I, 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 I'm, 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 I'm kind of, you know, happy with the arrangement so far, and it's just working out. Then, hey, listen, after eleven years, plus almost twelve years. Mm, I'd say I'm doing pretty good, wouldn't you folks? <laughs> anyway. So the the left has, has, has come up with yet another whistleblower. I mean, come on, Democrats, can you possibly give me a better reason to laugh? Oh no. Just opening your mouth makes me laugh, Democrats. Hmm. Now, of course, of course there is a simple but wise thing to put to it. See, you can have all the whistleblowers you want. You can... You can put all these phony whistleblowers out, Democrats, that you think you can get your hands on, but uh, let's face it. Even if by some miracle, you, you through your dishonest 
impeachment proceedings. Yes, I said dishonest. See, one of the problems that the Democrats are, are running into is constitutionally, they're required to vote on whether to do an impeachment inquiry or not. They never voted for that. So now it becomes a question of when are they going to wake up and realize, oh, our impeachment inquiry is not legal. You know how Nancy loves to say, no one is above the law? Well, that includes you, Democrats. That includes you. Okay, so let's see if we can scrounge up, oh, I don't know, a hypothesis here. A simple one. See, the way I see it is this. They are, we've already established that they are fundamentally desperate. Extremely desperate to kick Trump out of office. Well, they may get their impeachment through illegal means, but they're not going to be able to get past the Senate. Okay? They're not going to be able to get past the United States Senate because guess who controls the Senate? The Republicans. And Mitch McConnell already made it clear. Ain't happening. So, the question becomes, what are they going to do? Well, they're going to keep pulling this inquiry bullshit. But you see, they don't have the votes. They still don't have enough votes. That's why Pelosi is delaying the call for the vote. Well, you know what, Pelosi? The American people are sick of waiting. Call the vote. Go ahead. Call the fucking vote. You, you've got to be... You've got to be kidding me. Call the vote. Go ahead. Let's see if you've got the balls to do it. And I'm willing to bet you don't have the votes to get it. Three times the Congress has tried to impeach this president by going for articles of impeachment. Hmm. Three times. Three strikes. Now you're going for number four. Democrats, there is no four strikes in baseball, so what the fuck is your problem? Okay. 347-945-5747. Ring those, dial in digits. Trolls need not apply. Damn the hell, anyway. My thumb keeps hooking the uh... 
Well, let's see. Okay, so you're going to call in. in a, you'll call in roughly about 10 minutes. You got a north wind, 65 to 70%. And you're cold. Cool, you could have handled when you were when you were younger, huh? Uh, I'm sure a lot of us could have. Hey, gunslinger disappeared. That ain't nice. Hmm. Anyway, three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. Now. Don't get me wrong, America. Don't get me wrong. The, the the bottom line is the Democrats think they can get Trump thrown out of office. They even are now concocting an an almost incredibly stupid idea. They want to impeach. Pence first, then Trump. So that Pence is out, Pelosi steps up to Veep, and then they go after Trump. Get Trump out of there, and then Pelosi becomes president. One problem with that idea not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So, I don't know. It's just me, but, you know, I really think The Democrats basically just don't get it. But, you know, I was, as I sit here thinking about this, maybe the delusional Democrats need a reminder. Maybe they need a reminder, America. Hmm. I mean, I certainly have no problem giving them a reminder. I got no problem doing that whatsoever. So let me see if I can give a reminder here. Hey, Democrats. Hey, Democrats. Democrats. Whatever you want to call yourselves. Because you're not, there's no other way to put it. <clears throat> not going to happen. Hey, Democrats. The impeachment is going to fail. You might impeach him with your illegal 
impeachment proceedings. But guess what's not going to happen? He's not going to be indicted or convicted in the Senate. Do you understand now? Did I say it plain enough? And as far as 2020, you will lose. You will lose because we, the American people, are fed up with your bullshit. Democrats are going to lose seats in the House, and the Republicans will gain seats, which means Republicans will control the Congress again. And it means that they'll retain seats in the Senate, which means you fuckheads in the Democrat Party are going to be out on your asses. Yeah. I mean, why not, you know? Now, I'm trying to convince my buddy Mike, who uh, was up in Cape Cod, I think that's up near Boston. You know, that's got one of these days I got to go back up to Boston and have my picture taken outside of Cheers. With my Firefox News Online laptop that has the Firefox News Online production's logo on it. Why? Well, hell, why not? Just a thought, you know. Figure what the hell. It's just something I've been kind of thinking about. Now, of course... Getting back to the subject at hand here. Um, So the Democrats want to impeach the president. They want to impeach Pence. They want to elevate Pelosi to the presidency. Doesn't this sound like a coup d'etat? Does this sound like a coup d'etat? A coup d'etat? A coup d'etat? I mean, a coup d'etat would be... Well, an act of treason. But the Democrats would never believe that. They would never believe that they're committing treason because they're they're bypassing the the way that, that impeachment operates, the way impeachment is done. They've even gone so far as to say that Richard Nixon was impeached. No, Democrats. Richard Nixon avoided impeachment by resigning in disgrace. That's right. Tricky Dicky did not get impeached. He was getting close, but no cigar. So, that's another bold-faced lie. 
revisionist history is what they're looking at. Uh, to put it in Yoda terms, revisionist history they look at. Maybe not quite, uh, maybe not quite Yoda-esque, but hey, it works. I think three four seven nine four five five seven four seven, the number to call to hang out with the with the host with the most, the dude with attitude, me. Now, of course. There is another fine line crossed by the Democrats. And that is they they want to do closed door session in a in a skiff. Now, for those of you who don't know what a skiff is, a skiff is a secured room where you can't record shit. Mm, okay. So basically, they'll talk to these alleged whistleblowers. It's awful strange now a second one's come forward. Right. And who did they come forward to? Who did they go to? They went to Adam Schiff. Shipface Schiff is who they go to. I don't know why, but I get this overwhelming sense of maybe we ought to be laughing at these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? <laughs> we should laugh at these fuckheads. Because that's all they're worth. That's all they're worthy of, is being laughed at. Because what have they done? To really earn our respect. What have they done to deserve respect from us? Look, I could sit here for for hours pointing out the flaws in the Democratic Party, but the bottom line is they're so completely clueless. They're so completely out in left fucking field that they haven't figured out that nobody wants them in office anymore. And then the biggest laugh of the day came (laughs) when I heard (laughs) that... Hillary may actually think about running for a third a third time around. And that's no joke. She's actually there's actually some insiders who are who are saying that it's 
very possible, however unlikely to you and I, that Hillary, rotten Clinton, could very well be going for a third run. Oh, my God, that's insane. Joining me on the phone lines at 347-945-5747 is a man I have known for many years because he's been a part, he's been calling into the broadcast for 10 of the 11 years I've been on the air. We actually talked decades ago via sideband on the CB radio. He's in the Lone Star State. He's in a Lone Star State of mine with a, with a 357 on his side, ready to rock and roll in case those stupid thugs with the ugly mugs want to test out his slugs. I got my buddy Gunslinger watching my back. All right. How you doing, Gun? Oh, cooler. A whole lot cooler. I don't think we're going to have any more 90-degree days this year. <laughs> you know what? That's coming up. We're cold. Actually, oh, some, some low, with some upper 30s up over here. I think uh, the forecast, if it holds true, they're supposed to be up in the upper, lower, lower 40s Friday and Saturday night. So we got another cold front coming in to the weekend now. <laughs> Crazy. Well, it's it's been raining all day here in here in my area. Uh, we're looking at dropping down to the low fifties tonight. We're currently sitting with ninety three percent humidity. We got a three point five mile an hour wind. Doesn't say where from. So let's see. Hmm. This is as updated as it's going to get. So we're looking at some cooler temps. That's okay. I'm going to be in the house doing housework and taking care of business. Now, Gunslinger, I want to get your thoughts on this, okay? A second whistleblower came forward, which the Democrats kind of it kind of gave a spoiler to before the announcement was made that a second whistleblower was coming forward. So now we have the second whistleblower coming forward. They're going to be behind closed doors in a skiff where no recording devices will be allowed. You can't – you can stand outside the door until the cows come home. You ain't going to hear shit. And something tells me that it's only going to be certain people in that skiff. though Republicans, being the minority party, are still supposed to be in there with them. I don't think the Republicans will have anybody in there. That's just that's just a guess on my part, but, you know, I could be wrong. 
But we will see. Um, They're also, there's a lot of people on the left that are speculating, throwing bullshit ideas out there that they should impeach Pence first, then Trump, in an attempt to elevate Pelosi from Speaker of the House to the presidency. All right. There you have it. What do you think? Talk to me. Well, <clears throat> number one, they're fucked in the head, okay, right off the bat. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. I mean, it's getting so stupid, it's funny now, okay? Could this be a plan by the Democrats to, like you said, if you get rid of uh, Pence and you get rid of Trump, <clears throat> guess who gets to be the president? Pig Losey, okay? Hmm. Could it be that that may be their goal or their plan? I wouldn't put it past these motherfuckers, okay? <clears throat> I seriously would not put it past these people right now. They've already tried. This is the fourth, what, the fourth attempt uh, for impeachment? <laughs> and he ain't done a fucking thing to be impeached for. That right there should raise red flags. Why are they pursuing this so, like a, like a, like a rabid dog, okay? It doesn't make any sense. You would figure maybe the first, maybe the second time, they'd fucking give up, okay? But it sounds like to me there's a deeper fucking plan here somewhere. Because they're just continuing to bring stupid shit up. Why? If the first two times didn't get him, what do you think these are going to do? Make you look more stupider? Yeah, that too, okay, of course. But this this is very, very... And you see the look on Piglosi's face. Oh my God, she just she just she's just foaming at the mouth that wants to, she wants to be president. Okay, just like Comrade Clinton. Okay, wants to be president. Those two have their go have their eyes on that on that word Trump sits right now. I guarantee you they do. Okay, uh, so could it be a plan by the Democrats? I like I said, as the way that they're pulling shit ever since he was like ever since Trump stepped foot into the office, sir. It's been one big joke after another, but there's always, you know, the Joker on the Batman. There's always a sinister plot that he has, okay? Could it be? Anything's possible. You know, anything's possible. So, but if they continue, in my opinion, they've already lost 2020. They, they, don't, they don't have a snowball's chance in hell, okay? Okay, because even if they shut their fucking mouth tomorrow, the damage that they have been that they have been doing since Trump got in there, okay, from day one, basically there was somebody was yelling impeach, 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 you know. So <clears throat> this is their this is their last leg because people's getting fucking sick and tired of hearing that shit. They'll vote them out just to get rid of the bastards, and I hope that I hope that's what they do in 2020. I really do. So <clears throat> that's you know. It's just it's just it's just continuing a second whistleblower, okay, okay. Could he be a plant or he, she, whoever it is? Could that person be a plant too? Why are they concentrating on Trump so fucking bad when Biden, 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 and his son? Okay, uh, there's there's a there's there's crime right there. Why are they not investigating him? Because he was president at the time. He knew it. He admitted it. 
Why is he not being brought up on charges? <laughs> but yet they're going after Trump. Make America. Well, <laughs> yeah, Biden was the vice president or the vice the vice hostage holder of the hostage Oval holder, Office. Yeah. All right. So because dumb dick because dumb dick wasn't the president. He was a hostage yeah. holder. He was yeah, a criminal. He, he was just a yeah. So why are these people not being brought up and investigated? Okay. Because you know there's charges there and he was in that authority and he that's blackmail, withholding money from a country until you fire your prosecutor that happens to be investigating, fixed to investigate my son, okay, by the way. Uh isn't that kind of illegal? <laughs> At least I think it is. Blackmail damn sure is illegal. <laughs> so uh, uh last time I last time I looked it up, yeah, it was it was it was a yeah. crime. Right. I mean he, he even he even admitted. Admitted he said it. it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But so what's up with that? Gonna Biden because see Pelosi's favorite line lately has been no one is above the law. Well And there's Hillary Clinton and explain yeah. Joe Biden. Hypocrite, hypocrite, hypocrite. Do you see how hypocritical these fuckers are? Well, uh, wait a minute. Nobody is above the law. Oh well That's what she says. Yeah, I know. I heard her. I heard her say it. Yeah. So, if nobody's above the law, then why did that fucking butt buddy bum bum hold the hostage for eight years? Never could prove he was a actual legitimate president. Oh, he wasn't no president. He was just a hostage holder. That's it. If nobody's above the law, then why is he? Okay. It doesn't make any sense. Because he ran on the Democratic ticket. And. They figured he's one of us, so we'll put him in there. It's yay me, fuck you, okay? As long as you're buddy-buddy, I scratch your back, you scratch mine if I was a Democrat. Oh, yeah, you can stay in there. Okay, never mind. We'll just overlook it, yeah. And, you know, Clinton was in there and all that shit with Benghazi and the mails and all this shit. Uh, Okay, okay, we'll just give you a little slap on the wrist there now. Now, Trump comes in there trying to clear out this damn garbage, okay? And that's exactly what they are. They're garbage, okay? And he gets attacked. Why? Ooh, he's trying to make America great again. But see, the other party does not want America to be great again, okay? It's obvious, okay? They, they, they have, what have they done in the past shit? What have they done in the past 15, 20 years? Okay? Uh, to really improve things, okay, instead of remaining status quo, in some cases worse, okay. Then Trump comes in there and he negotiates all these fucking deals and renegotiates all this stuff, and the manufacturers coming back over to this country now. Jobs are at all-time high. Unemployment is at the all-time low. Uh, how come they couldn't do that? But it took Trump to do it, huh? Well, that only proves that they don't make America great. They don't want America great. It's the only reason. Here's the thing. Tell me something else. Here's the thing. Well, Gunslinger, I'll tell you what. Here's why they didn't do it. You ready? I hope you're sitting down. Why? Because none of them, not the Bushes, not not Clinton, not Bush, 
not Daddy Bush, not a bum, a bum banger. None of them were businessmen. Well, George W. was a businessman, but he didn't have quite the business savvy that Trump has. So, you put a man who's been in business for decades into the Oval Office and let him go to town cleaning up the mess of the deep state. Okay, because bottom line, that's what he's been doing. And they don't like it. They can't control him, so they don't like it. They want someone in there that they can control. The Democratic Party wants control over the three branches of government. So at the end of the day, they lost their opportunity with Hillary. They lost their opportunity with Hillary. And it gets even crazier. Okay? It really does. Now let me just switch on my uh, head. Sure. Make sure that it's that the desktop audio is there. Now, now people will hear you on the video side. Let me make sure I switch it proper on the mixer app. As if I can keep my fingers from not sliding right. There we go. So basically what it comes down to is this. Trump is, be, is, is out of their purview, out of their control. And they don't like it at all. Three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. Again, three four seven nine four five five seven four seven. Hopefully, we can get Boyd and Billy to join us. I'm attempting to. I've been attempting to get Mike to call in. Hopefully, he does. So, I don't know. It, it just seems so pathetic the way they're the way they're going with in the with, in the Democratic Party. And what they don't realize is that they're they are literally, and I mean literally, fracturing this country. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> well, yeah, they yeah, they they're they're doing more damage than good. I mean, we can clearly see and people are now clearly seeing this this fact. They're doing more damage than uh, to the country instead of, you know, just think of just think if if these democrats, idiots would um swallow their pride because that's all it is. That's that's just, they're just doing it for political gain. And work with the president. Don't give a fuck who it is. It could be Santa Claus. And then it would be able to improve everything. Things would improve. Go ahead. Yeah, no, I agree. I I wholeheartedly agree. that, But they don't want to work with him. They don't want to work with him, and they don't want to 
they don't they don't want him there. Now, a Democrat congresswoman, and get this, okay, this this witless wonder. Ah, shoot! I hit the I hit the wrong button. Hold on. All right. Now get a load of this. Congressional Democrats claim to have a good reason for not holding an official impeachment vote against President Trump, despite calls from Republicans to go on the record and back up their public threats against the commander-in-chief. Representative Debbie Dingell, Democrat from Michigan, defended the party line and said, an official vote isn't required on America's newsroom on Monday on the Fox News Channel. She claimed that obtaining the facts of the case was paramount before any congressional action can be taken. As some of the other colleagues said, there is no requirement that it happen, she said. I've been some I I've been somebody who all summer had a lot of people, Tom Steyer bought 40 ads, moveon.org, and I'm just very concerned about how divided this country is. I want us to follow the facts, Dingle added. No one is above the law. There's that phrase again. It seems to be the, uh, the favorite phrase of the Democrats. So... Let's keep getting the what the facts are. Let's keep getting the knowledge out, making as public as we can as much as much of it. Some of it is classified. Not only are we protecting the Ukraine whistleblower which I think is something that's very important historically in this country, but we also have national security that we are protecting. Right. Now, there's more. There's always more. Bill Hemmer on Fox News Channel pressed Dingle to answer the question directly and asked if Democrats feared falling short of the goal line if they discover they don't have the votes to support impeachment. If Democrats say repeatedly they've got the votes, why not take the vote, he asked. I think we may down the road, she replied. I have not been there for 10 days, but I also think that what we've seen right now is we have three branches of government, equal branches of government, that have oversight responsibilities. I don't want to put kerosene on fires that are, that are already out there. Let's get the facts. I haven't said we need to impeach the president, Dingle added. 
I'm looking for what the facts are right now, and I think a lot of other people are saying, okay, let's get the facts. Let's see where those facts lead us. Where do we need to go? I think these next few weeks are going to be tracking what the, what the facts are. Okay, what facts? What facts are they tracking? Hmm, curiouser and curiouser. They're afraid to take the vote. That's what I think. All right, I've got a caller from the 918 area code. Hello. 918 area code. Yes, hello. Hello. You know that Deborah Jingle, you know, she was not elected to that seat. She's a widow. Her husband was the one elected to that seat. I, I wasn't, I didn't know if you were aware of that. She was, a, she lobbied for the auto industry, if I'm not mistaken. It had something to do with the auto industry is what she had done previously. And she's in her 60s. I think she's 61 or 65. Maybe it was her husband that died at 65. I could be wrong. What do you think of that? Well, regardless, and this is just me, but regardless of how she she ended up taking that seat, she's in it. And mm-hmm. like many other Democrats, she doesn't she's 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 hemming and hawing around the questions. Why are the Democrats so afraid to take the vote? I mean, what what facts are they missing? Well, let's see. Well, there's All more whistleblowers. There's more than two yeah. whistleblowers now. So I think they're waiting to gather all the evidence to make a better informed decision. My quandary is why are all these hearings that are taking place closed hearings? I think that people have a right to hear what they're hearing. What do you think? I agree. They they should be they should they should be open to the public. Um, mm-hmm. The only one that's open to the public that I'm aware of is, of course, the House the House Judiciary Committee under Jerry Nadler, and that's the only one that's been open that I that I'm aware of. That and and some of the uh, House Intelligence Committee, which has been open to the public. But right. there's a lot the of Republicans part, on that we don't committee. See a lot. The intelligence committee has a the intelligence committee. They have a uh, high number of Republicans, such as uh, Langford from Oklahoma, which I think he'll run for president in the future. Let me ask you something, caller. Sure. Do you think you know this? this this is a question that, that I've, I've raised before. Do you think it's possible, however unlikely, that they're going to try and circumvent the way the impeachment process is supposed to be done as opposed to the, you know, in, in light of the way they want to run it? 
they've already made some erroneous statements regarding impeachment. Uh, you mm-hmm. look at uh, Richard Nixon, for example. They're, they they keep saying he was impeached, but he wasn't. No, he resigned he from resign. office before that could happen. Right. There's only two that have been impeached, Clinton and Johnson. And I'm a Democrat, by the way, but I don't think just because the person's offended, that doesn't mean that they're right. There's so many people that walk around being offended, and I think we need to get back to facts, procedure, and outcome. Well, the the, the one thing that they're that they're overlooking also is they okay. Let's say for the sake of discussion, they're able to. Uh, to get their impeachment in the House. The one fact that they're, they're failing to recognize is they have to be able to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he has committed high crimes or misdemeanors in order to get that pushed through the Senate in order to get him out of office. Now, it well, is very... Well, I disagree very, with that. They don't have to. They can make up their own rules in the House. It's kind of bizarre Which to me is what they've been doing. that they are able, but that's their right. That's the way that things are. They can change the parameters of impeachment, which I don't understand how that all works, but they can. So, um, but then there's the Senate. Right. So then you have the Senate side. So let's say they they're able to get their their impeachment of President Trump in the House. Now it has to go before the Senate. And the the only the only thing that's a stumbling block for the Democratic Party in the Senate is that one, it's Republican controlled. Two, there has to be hard evidence to prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the president has committed high crimes and or misdemeanors. Well, this isn't a murder case. The The parameters are are much looser, which I think they should be higher, but. They are much much looser than a murder case. Right, but 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 understand that the, in order to uh, to get a conviction in the Senate for removal from office, the the same the same basic premise in a, as in a court of law has to be followed. There has to be there has to be evidence to support the allegation. Mm-hmm. Okay, multiple witnesses. Oh, they have that. We're not just talking. Which were you know they they have witnesses, but these witnesses are whistleblowers. Okay, one the first whistleblower they get whistleblower status from the Justice Department. Yeah, it's not easy to become a whistleblower. Right, but here's where the first whistleblower is, you know, is 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 a, a big issue. And that is, this person received second, even third-hand information. You're talking about the first one, correct? Right. That's what I'm I'm talking about, the first one. And the Uh question becomes, okay, how can this person be an an honest whistleblower when they're taking second and third-hand information from other people? Those Those people that gave this whistleblower that information should be the whistleblowers, not some third hand. 
You follow me? Well, this because CIA. This person had know, no, had we don't know. No, we don't know the parameters of how he became or she became a whistleblower. There's a second whistleblower, and now there's three to four more whistleblowers that have firsthand information that has not come out. What that firsthand information is. So I look forward to hearing more about it. You know, and see where this is going. Because truth is the best defense. Yeah, but unfortunately, there's one there's one problem in all of that, and that being that because of whistleblower protection, we will not know who who he or she is. Number one, number two, they're going to be talk. They, they will be talking to. Uh, members of the House Judiciary or the House, and or the House Intelligence Committee in a skiff, which completely blocks out any opportunity for us to find out what this person said, what this person claims to have known, and when they knew it. The only people that will know it are those in the room that is designed as a skiff. That's skiff. Is that designed as basically, what? Basically, a skiff is a secure room. Where no, I just no couldn't record. hear what you said. I just asked for the word. Yeah, it's a, it's called a skiff. I just couldn't it's hear a, that last word you said. Yeah. You don't have to explain it to me. But if you want to explain it to your listeners, that I'd understand. Well, and, and that's that's what I that's what I'm doing. I but apologize. Before I go any further, uh, call it, uh, who, who am I speaking with, by the way? I should have asked that question my right off the bat. My name's Angela. I'm not, right, my Angela. name's Angela. I travel in a couple different states. I document political events, and I've seen and heard a lot. You know, people talk, man, and they talk when they're drunk. And Oh, my Lord. And, and people are so oh. offended these days. It drives me up the wall. It does not mean that they're right. Well, again, and this and this goes both ways in the respects of, you know, the Democrats and the Republicans. You know, they. they oh, they're both you, that you, way. I mean, everybody is. Yeah. Just drives me crazy. Well, Angela, I think I think basically what it comes down to is this: the one very simple question. Is you know they're 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 conduct they're supposed to be having a impeachment inquiry before they can even have the impeachment inquiry they're supposed to take a vote on having an impeachment inquiry that vote has not even happened they're gathering That's evidence at this point and they can set the evidence parameters of the impeachment process, but the, which but I think is next. But Angela, you gotta remember the 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 evidentiary collection would would it falls in the parameters of that inquiry, okay? Which they have an official inquiry has not been voted voted to take place. So how can you have an evidentiary evidentiary collection for impeachment? When the when the inquiry was never voted on in the first place, but they have the ability to set the parameters for impeachment. 
the house does. They can change it when they want to. And to me, that's a little messed up. That reasoning, okay, by that reasoning, they can they can turn around and vote to impeach tomorrow, right? If they so choose. But see, there True. there are set constitutionally that they can they cannot change, okay? Under the Constitution, they can't change those rules just to suit their need, just to suit their their agenda, which is basically what it comes down to. If they're changing the rules. To, Which they know, are. To, to of impeachment, then they're going against the Constitution in so doing. Now, I've got another caller here on the line. Uh, Boyd, you're, are you there? Oh, Boyd. And owner Donna Ray. Yeah, hello. Home radar, hey. Home now, uh, Boyd, you're you listening. Huh? No, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. Come back to me in, in uh, a few minutes, or, or I'll speak up in a few minutes. Right now, I'm kind of busy to speak. Okay. All right, we'll come back to you. Has he called your show before I recognize his voice? Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, both he and the, and the gentleman I was speaking with oh, earlier yes. in the show. They're regulars of my uh, on my broadcast. I have a lot of Would regulars like that call it. Do you remember Bill Wagner? Okay, you he know what? To- you brought. Yeah. Okay. Goodbye. I don't talk about 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 trolls. Good God Almighty! I shouldn't recognize that voice right off the bat. I don't give a damn about Bill Wagner. Seriously, I don't. And we ain't talking about him on this show. So, bye-bye. Here we go again. The trolls are out. No, we don't talk about Bill Wagner. At the Elbow who the hell is Bill Wagner? He was a huge pain in the ass on Blog Talk Radio. And okay, actually, I brought up someone that I don't discuss on this broadcast. Okay. Hang on, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to mute. I gotta move around some more. Okay. Angela, when I disconnect someone's line. That means you're done on the show for the night, okay? You will not be back on. Now, when I disconnect your line this time, please don't call back, okay? Because that person you you asked about, I don't discuss on this show, okay? Thank you. Have a nice night.
See, this is what happened last Monday when we're when I was having switchboard problems. You know, this this is the kind of of insanity that I don't need on a Monday night. Angela, are you are you hard of hearing? I said, don't call back. You're not getting on the air. You're done. So anyway, the the irony of this is now you've got this congresswoman, uh, Debbie Dingell, who repeatedly kept saying, you know, I want us to follow the facts, said no one is above the law, and she kept repeating herself about getting the facts. The facts are, are these. You know, they have no evidence. They have nothing to support their the contention that they are, you know, you know, that they have, that they don't have anything. Okay, something's wrong with my video feed. I am offline on all my video feeds. Something is very wrong here. Ah, crud. Here we go again. Something is wrong with my with my video service. Oh crap! Here we go. Angela, stop calling. Now, this is ridiculous. All right. Hopefully, okay, I'm, I'm coming back up on the video feeds. I hope. Something went horribly wrong on all my video feeds. which doesn't make sense. So for those of you watching on the video feeds, I do apologize for the uh for what for what's going on here. You know, this woman does not seem to listen. Stop calling. You're not getting on the air. You're wasting your time and mine. Good grief. Wonder how many how many five martini lunches she's in she's ingested in the last eight hours. Shit, what a what a Looney Tune. So 
I'm trying to figure out why this this uh, Congresswoman Dingle uh, is so obsessed with obtaining facts when if if that's the case, you know, she needs to she needs to 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 grow a brain cell, okay? Because they have there are no there's no facts to obtain because Trump has done nothing wrong. But what are you going to do? George, just like that caller, you know, there's your answer right there, Democrat. <clears throat> okay, there you have it. That's the that's the root of everything. That's the root of every problem we see in this country today. It's Democrats. Okay, who came up with the damn uh, the gun-free zone? Democrat. Uh, more people are killed per year in a gun-free zone than any other place. Thanks, Democrats. Appreciate it. I'm sure all those people that got killed and their family really appreciates it too. So there you have it, right there, from the from the mind of a liberal Democrat. Okay, there's your problems. And like I said, there's no evidence. Where are you going to get this evidence? Oh yeah, you can try to dig shit up and fake things. They're getting pretty good at being fake, aren't they? Go ahead. Yeah, and that's that's the that's the bottom line. They're they're coming up with all kinds of phony baloney shit. Now Trump did do something today that uh, that has raised a lot of questions. A lot of questions, and that's involving what happened, I believe, in Syria. Now, give me a second here while I. See if I can track it down. Let's see. Uh huh, uh huh, and sure, it's it's not going to be there. No, this is. I mean, like that. It was it, it was making news all day long, and it's not. It, I can't find anything on this. Hmm, hmm, hmm. Ain't this a hit in the head? Hmm. Well, the. Uh, Everybody was up in arms over over what happened. I don't know. I, I'm I'm completely lost here. As I can't find it, so there's no point in trying to bring that up. <sighs> Somehow today is just turning into a weird day. All right, so
is that? There it is. Now, according to to this to this story, the whistleblower wrote memo after learning of Ukraine call, saying the White House called it crazy, frightening. Hmm. Now, according to this. Immediately after learning secondhand information from a White House official about President Trump's July 25th phone call with, President, uh, with the President of Ukraine, the first whistleblower wrote a dramatic personal memo saying the White House official characterized the call as crazy and frightening. In the two-page, single-spaced memo on July 26th, the day after the Trump-Zelensky phone call, the whistleblower wrote, The following is a record of a conversation I had this afternoon with a White House official about the telephone call yesterday morning between President Trump and Ukrainian President Zelensky. The whistleblower wrote that the conversation with the unnamed White House official only lasted a few minutes, and as a result, I only received highlights. Really? In contrast to a publicly released transcript of the July 25th call, the two-page memo used dramatic language. According to the memo, the White House official described the July 25th call as crazy, frightening, and completely lacking in substance related to national security. The first whistleblower complaint helped spark House Democrats to launch a formal impeachment inquiry into the president, with many claiming he improperly pressured Ukraine to investigate potential 2020 election rival Joe Biden, whose son Hunter once sat on the board of a key Ukrainian energy firm. Trump repeatedly has denied he did anything wrong. The whistleblower memo appeared to rebut criticism that the White House released transcript was notes or a summary writing that the standard practice was for the White House Situation Room to produce a word-for-word transcript that, mem- that memorializes the call. Now, the whistleblower stated the transcript was produced and being treated very sensitively. Significantly, the whistleblower noted the president did not raise security assistance during the call. Allegations of a quid pro quo were central to the complaint later filed by the whistleblower in mid-August, which also connected the dots through media reports and other unnamed officials. The president told Zelensky that he would be sending his personal lawyer, former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani, to Ukraine soon and requested that Zelensky meet with him. Zelensky reluctantly agreed that if Giuliani traveled to Ukraine, he would see him. This is what the whistleblower wrote. In the transcript, Zelensky said, we are hoping very much that Mr. Giuliani will be able to travel to Ukraine and we will meet once he comes to Ukraine. Now, of course, Fox News Channel 
reached out to the whistleblower's attorney, who did not immediately respond. Now, on Friday, the lawyers did not respond to questions about their client's failure to disclose his or her contacts with House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff's staff, as well as the whistleblower's prior work history with a current prominent Democratic politician. On Monday, the whistleblower's legal team confirmed a second whistleblower from the intelligence community had come forward with firsthand knowledge of certain allegations contained in the first whistleblower's complaint, which was said to have been based primarily on second-hand sources. Hmm. All right. What do you say, guys? What do you what do you think? Start with you, Gun. Well, I mean, <laughs> I. It's amazing that they are even continuing down this down this path again. Okay, we know that that Biden's son is guilty. Okay, he they've already said they've collected probably millions of dollars. Okay, again, why are these people not in jail? Okay. Uh, it, it's amazing. I mean, me or you do that. They they'd put us so far under the prison they'd have to pump sunlight in through the fucking garden hose to us. Okay, but mm-hmm. yet, yeah, but yet these people. I mean, think about it. You go out there on that fucking road out there, and you go five miles an hour over the fucking speed limit. And it's probably about a two hundred dollar fine now. Uh, no insurance, four hundred dollar fine. But yet these people embezzle, steal blackmail, whatever you want to call it, millions of dollars. Yet they get away with it. Huh. See, this is the kind of corruption that Trump is trying to drain the swamp. I mean, this is a big old swamp. This ain't no little fucking put, muddle pud, okay, uh, after a rain. This is a huge, gigantic bayou fucking swamp, okay, that he's trying to drain. And I, you got to give the guy credit, man. You, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to be in his shoes. But he's not doing it for personal gain. He's doing it for the country because he loves this country. Uh, gee whiz! But look at the Democrats. Look at what they're doing. Obviously, they're not too patriotic and don't really love this country, do they? Wow. Go ahead. <clears throat> hmm. Tell me about it. Let me see. Boyd, are you available, or are you still uh, kind of not ready yet? Well, let me take my last swallow. I'll be okay. ready. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, well, it was like this. Those guys, if what I have heard is true, and I have no means to, uh, no, pardon me. I have absolutely no means to confirm or deny this. But, uh, what's his name? Uh, God damn it, his name was just there. <laughs> From Connecticut. That's looking into the Mueller case and how it all started and all this. Durham, okay. was that, is that his name? I think anyway, so. Anyway, 
I heard that he has also gone to the Ukraine and spoke with people over there uh, following, you know, the money trail and or evidence of the uh, uh, so-called collusion. Anyway, uh, I've heard that his uh, his report and stuff is going to be a real ass kicker. Now, if those reports if those reports are true, and all of that, I think the Dems are running scared, and they're throwing this up as a smokescreen. Uh, to deflect off of them and their wrongdoing. Now, you know, it's it's kind of like if the U- Ukraine was involved in election in uh, 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 what is that? What is that term? Interference or whatever. Hmm. Once he goes over there, hell, it could it could be part of uh, the stuff that Biden was pulling on uh, the quid pro quo stuff that uh, uh, you know he's accused of, and that he's already spoken of, and. They are now trying to build a defense, and you know, it's like uh, uh, they're just trying to get out and muddy the water so much that when Durham's report comes out, you know, nobody will care about it because they'll be impeaching the president. But if Durham's report comes out and is real bad and Bard says, okay, we're going to run an indict, and they start doing perp walks and stuff, uh, you know, the game will be over. But that is a uh, – that will be down the road anyway, whether it happens – or or not, you know. We we mm-hmm. don't know what we don't know what's going we don't know what's gonna happen in the future. But something tells me right now in my gut that all of this stuff is smoke and mirrors to deflect off of what's coming down the pike for the dams. Well, let me let me um, let me pose a, 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 a curiosity question then, Boyd. Does are are you saying that if if the investigation into the 2016 meddling bears enough fruit for in, for grand jury indictments, there's there are there's going to be numerous people. That are going to be doing the perp walk and uh, see you later, alligator. 
Is that what I'm to understand? I think so. You know? Now the question becomes... When when do you think what would be the time frame then for this to come down the pipe? Also, because you know it's it seems to me that we're talking about a very unique timeline. Okay, a very unique timeline in that. At some point, at some point, <clears throat> Mueller's, uh, not Mueller's, uh, Barr's uh, investigator could have something a lot sooner than the Democrats have to impeach the president, which would put their ability to impeach the president right down the crapper if I'm understanding all this correctly. Bless you, my son. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, sorry. Um, well, you're forgetting yeah, I'm an ordained minister, time. so it's, it's not hard for me to do that. <laughs> um, <clears throat> all I know is that I would I would assume that the reports will be out hopefully by the end of the year and whatever action is going to be taking place will happen next year before the elections. And those are assumptions on my part. Those are just assumptions on my part, you know. Hmm. I mean, I just—that's the way I—that's the way I see it. You know, is going to unfold. Does it unfold that way? I don't know. You know, it could unfold, you know, many different ways. But when it does, really, it's only scratched the surface. Um, yeah, because there's there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that that's 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 being covered. I'm seeing a cover up when it comes to yeah. when it comes to 2016. A big Democrat cover up. And there's a lot of Democrats that are going to be looking down a long corridor. And at the end of that corridor is going to be a room. And it's going to be a courtroom. And they're going to be wishing Uh they hadn't on that. uh, They're going to be sitting at the defense table. And they're going to be looking at what's coming, coming up next as the end of their political careers. Yeah. 
Could very well be. <clears throat> Could be the end of their fortunes, too. Well, the way I'm anyway, the way I'm anyway, George, I'm gonna mute hmm? for a, a minute or two. I gotta, I gotta move my location in the house, so I'm just gonna mute and get moved, and uh, I'll come back. All right. All righty, brother. We'll be here. All righty. Ain't going nowhere yet. But uh, in the interim, while we wait for for uh, Boyd to come back to us, I will endeavor to do something I haven't done. I don't, I don't get very many opportunities to do, and that is take a break. So, we'll be back in just a hot New York minute with more of Firefox News Online in just a moment. We're going to take a pause for PSA break. I am Vito Corleone. I am the Godfather, inviting you to join my good friend, George Sinzer, for more news and topic discussion on Firefox News Online, here on blogtalkradio.com. But rather than I tell you about it, George, you tell them about it. Thank you, Vito. Join me as we continue with more Firefox News Online on blogtalkradio.com in just a few moments. And you can join us live on the air at 347-945-5747. Or you can contact us via Skype. Hey, listen. The Godfather will tell you. We are the best in the business. On October 6, 2012, we managed to garner over 10,000 archive and live listens combined. Now, if that's not an accomplishment, I don't know what is. So, as I pass it back to the Godfather, be sure to join us, won't you? Vito? Thank you, George. Ladies and gentlemen, George just made you an offer you cannot refuse. We'll be right back in just a few moments. There I was in my business suit, all dressed up, just uptight as I could possibly be. And I don't remember much of what was said at that first AA meeting. It was more the feeling of the meeting itself. That's what has kept me going. I know it works, 
and I see the people ahead of me with more sobriety. I see how happy they are, and I want that. I want that too. And what I notice about AA is it sort of helps me to relax and learn to really be happy with my sobriety. It's a richer life to live. That's exactly what Alcoholics Anonymous does. It teaches us how to live without drinking. It teaches us how to have fun and really enjoy life without drinking. This program's given me the good life. The only good life I've ever known. Alcoholics Anonymous. It works. Look us up. Check your phone book, newspaper, or AA.org. For those of you who live in the state of New York, as I do, and you're looking for an opportunity to serve your country, and you, you want to be able to be here at the home front, as I was back in nine, during 9-11-2001, so that the armed forces of the United States can do their job, well, this next PSA is right up your alley. Take a listen. Hi, I'm Sergeant George Senzer, honorably discharged veteran of the State Defense Force, the New York Guard. Now, I've got a few questions for you. First of all, are you at least 18 years of age or older? Second of all, are you in reasonably good health? But most important of all, are you a New York State resident looking to serve your country? If you are, then have I got a great idea for you. Join the New York Guard. The New York Guard is a State Defense Force operated and funded by the State of New York through the Division of Military and Naval Affairs. And the New York Guard has a long and illustrious history dating back as far as World War I. I served two tours of active duty with the New York Guard on September 11, 2001, the day of the most horrendous attack on our nation since Pearl Harbor. I was proud to serve with the New York Guard. I served with them for six years, and I made a difference. You can too. Make a difference. Join the New York Guard today. Go to www.dmna.ny.gov slash nyg. That's dmna.ny.gov slash nyg. Click on the link, Enlistment Resources. Download the recruitment package. Fill out the application. Send it back, and be sure to contact the recruiters letting them know that you have a desire to serve and that you've sent back the completed application. The New York Guard. New York State's Defense Force, protecting the residents of the state of New York and helping them through emergencies and times of natural disaster. Join the New York Guard today and make a difference. Okay, kids, gather around. I know we haven't discussed this in a while, but uh, who remembers where we're all going to meet in case of an emergency? Um, I do. Grand Central Station. Times Square. No, silly. Higher ground. Where's that? The mountain, son. But we live in the city. Hmm, right. Good point. What about supplies and all that other stuff? Ah, uh, don't you even worry. Your mom has all those canned beets somewhere in the apartment. Oh, I just remembered. I also have canned cocktail onions. What about water? We have a few gallons stored in the basement. But we don't have a basement. He means the storage unit. Where's that? 32nd and 7th. Great. Sounds like we don't have a plan. What time's the game on? Winging it is not an emergency plan. Make sure your kids know what to do during an emergency. Who to call, where to meet, what to pack. Search ReadyKids at NYC.gov or call 311. A public service announcement brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. 
important to plan ahead for emergencies, like the storm. When it kicked in, we had a plan. We were able to get in touch with each other in no time. no idea how to find each other. My husband kept the kids occupied. our son, but there was no reception. Everything was down. I felt, I felt like, like we handled everything crying, very well. I had to try and stay calm. The, the whole experience, experience was fine. was the most frightening ten hours of my life. It was, it was kind, kind of like, like a little family adventure. Every hopes will never happen to her. I remember, I remember the, the relief of being that I together. I realized he was out there all alone. If, if there's, there's one piece of advice I'd offer other moms, moms out there, there it's to stay it's calm ignore and keep message. to the plan. Some parents plan ahead. Some don't. Make sure you know where to find your family in an emergency. Visit nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311. Brought to you by the New York City Office of Emergency Management and the Ad Council. Just now, another kid dropped out of school. There's one every 20 seconds. Over 200 kids an hour. That adds up to nearly 5,000 kids every school day. If we do nothing, 3.5 million kids won't receive a diploma over the next four years. But there is someone who can change that. And that someone is you. United Way knows that kids who have a caring adult in their life are more likely to make it. So make a pledge. Tutor a child who needs help. Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Because the path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Take the pledge to volunteer now at unitedway.org. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Are you ready? Are you ready? For the thousands in attendance and the millions around the world, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to rumble! You're listening to the most powerful radio broadcast anywhere. Firefox News Online. The FFNOP Radio Network. 347. Nine four five five seven four seven. We're back. Lines are open. Broadcasting from New York, the Empire State. You're listening to Firefox News Online.
unmute your mic, George. I can't hear you. Oh, shoot. Forgot to turn my mic on. Dang it. I knew there was something I forgot. Sorry about that, folks. I'm sitting here testing my audio, and I te- I'm sitting here testing my audio equipment. Ping, ping. Make sure everything's working. Jeez, I'll send you my bill. Oh, will you stop? All right. So, correcting the time frame, we've got an hour and nine minutes plus remaining in the blog talk side of the of the broadcast. An hour and nine minutes to go before we hit that all-important overtime period. And if you want to be a part of that, call 347-945-5747. Again, that's 347-945-5747. And, of course, Firefox News Online needs your help to stay afloat. And the way you do that is by going to cafepress.com slash the FFNOE store. That's cafepress.com slash the FFNOE store. Now, you go there and you'll see all the great stuff we have with the Firefox News Online logo right on it. We've got the we've got the coffee mugs, we've got the t-shirts, we've got the mouse pads, we've got the hoodies, we've got hats. Oh, we've got golf shirts, jerseys, water bottles, drinking glasses, key rings, all kinds of neat stuff. And for you moms-to-be, we even have stuff for you, too. And, of course, for the little kikes, we've got the Firefox News Online bib. Yes. Even the little ones who are not listeners and viewers can show how their mommies and daddies are loyal to this broadcast. So be sure to check out the official Firefox News Online eStore located at cafepress.com slash the FFNO eStore, the official eStore of Firefox News Online. Now... Having said that, however, we've got more for you. And uh, so let's dig right into that stuff there and so on and so on and so on and stuff like that and So let me grab one of the stories I have here. Now, starting up this week, the Supreme Court is going to be uh, is going to begin a new term this week. Judges expected to take on several high-profile cases. Okay. So here's the, here's the story as put out by One American News. Of course, we we want to acknowledge the One American excuse News as the source of this. Excuse, yes. excuse me, George. Uh, I don't mean to interrupt, but before you go on to that story, 
if you look in FFNO chat, you'll see a story referring to some of the stuff that I was talking about, about the uh, Hillary and the DNC and Ukraine colluding to hurt Trump. Aha. Well, then before we go to the SCOTUS stuff, let's go to this stuff. (laughs) Bombshell audio email evidence shows DNC colluded with Ukraine to boost Hillary by harming Trump. Oh, this is interesting. The Blaze has released an audio recording that they recently obtained that appears to show Artem Seidnik, I'm not sure if I pronounced it right or not, director of the National Anti-Corruption Bureau of Ukraine, admitting that he tried to boost the presidential campaign of Hillary Clinton by sabotaging then-candidate Donald Trump's campaign. The connection between the Democratic National Committee and the Ukrainian government was veteran Democratic operative Alexandra Chalupa, who had worked in the White House Office of Public Liaison during the Clinton administration, and then went on to work as a staffer, then as a consultant for Democratic National Committee. This according to Politico. Chalupa was working directly with the Ukrainian embassy in the United States to raise concerns about Trump campaign chairman Paul Manafort. And according to Politico, she indicated that the embassy was working directly with reporters researching Trump, Manafort, and Russia to point them in the right directions. The Ukrainian embassy political officer who worked at the embassy at the time, Andre Telezhenko, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing this right, stated that the Ukrainians were coordinating an investigation with the Hillary team on Paul Manafort with Alexandra Chalupa, and that the embassy worked very closely with Chalupa. The Blaze highlighted an email from WikiLeaks from Chalupa to Louise Miranda at the DNC. <clears throat> hey, a lot, of, a lot coming down the pipe. I spoke to a delegation of 68 investigative journalists from Ukraine last night at the Library of Congress, the Open World Society Forum. They put me on the program to speak specifically about Paul Manafort. I invited Michael Isakoff, who I've been working with for the past few weeks, and connected him to the Ukrainians. More offline tomorrow, since there was a big Trump component you and Lauren need to be aware of, that will hit in the next few weeks, something I'm working on that you should be aware of. The Blaze then reported that Sitnak 
who eventually was tried and convicted in Ukraine for interfering in the U.S. presidential election in 2016, released a black ledger on Manafort during the 2016 presidential election that eventually led to Manafort's downfall. So here he he is. He is admitting to tampering with our elections, admitting admitted working with the Hillary Clinton campaign, Glenn Beck said during a two-hour special presentation by The Blaze on Ukraine's interference in the U.S. election. He is actually convicted in the highest court in the land in Ukraine. This is all front-page news in Ukraine, while we are saying, was there anyone tampering with the election? Excuse me a second, folks. i got to... Try and get my throat clear. <clears throat> In audio exclusively obtained by the Blaze, Seitnik appeared to admit that he worked to boost Clinton by harming Trump's campaign by releasing the Black Ledger. Seitnik also essentially admitted that Trump was better for America than Clinton was because Clinton belonged to the establishment while Trump's focus was solely on promoting America. There's a transcript of the translated Ukrainian tape. (coughs) Excuse me. Kolya, did they, those Russians, help Trump, your people? Seitnik, I think they did. Yeah, I helped him too. Not him, but Hillary. I helped her. Kolya, yeah, right. Then her position tottered, right? Seitnik, well, that, well, this is how they write about it, right? Ivan, Hillary's humanitarian aid, uh, then there was something indiscernible. Kolya, well, I'm about the commentaries. At the time, we were not and another part that's indiscernible. Seitnik, Trump, his purely inner problem issue, they dominate over the external matters. While Hillary, she is, how shall I put it? She belongs to the cohort of politicians who comprise the the hegemony in the U.S., both in the U.S. and the entire world, right? For us, it's sort of better. For Americans, what Trump is doing is better for them. And I'm getting a lot of background noise from somewhere. Getting a lot of background background noise. Uh, Watch background noise, guys. Kolya, well, we have lots of those American experts right here uh, here now. Again, more discernible. Seitnik, well, there you see why Hillary lost the elections. I was in charge of the investigation of their black accounting records. We made the Manafort's data available to general public. Kolya, so what? Seitnik, he was imprisoned. Manafort then was the head of the the Supreme Headquarter for Trump, right? 
Then he was dismissed too, including due to the black accounting. After that, he was sentenced to 80 years imprisonment term. How about Trump? Did he not give a shit? They have their system working there, and it works smoothly. Kolya, everybody works smoothly there. Seitnik. And when they carried out the elections, a week before the elections, the FBI reopened the investigation in respect of Hillary. So her rating dropped for 7%, and that's why Trump managed to win the elections in a pinch. I'm still unable to understand why he's fighting with the FBI. They tried to catch him on the hand. If it were not the FBI, he would not have won the elections. They torpedoed Hillary's ratings for 7%. Wow. Talk about some heavy-duty shit. That is some serious. So, you see why you see why I'm I'm saying they're trying to get out ahead of the curve on Dunham's uh, uh, report coming in on the reasons why uh, the Mueller uh, investigation took place and how it took place and why it took mm-hmm. place. So it was all designed by Hillary's campaign through you with the help of Ukraine. Wow. This is going to to blow everybody in the Democratic Party right out of the water. There's going to be some serious questions that have to be raised. But here's the, here's the problem. This is found by the Blaze. Politico has a hand in, in this report. But is the mainstream media talking about it? Probably not. You know what I'm saying, boys? Oh, yeah. But once once it does come out and once trials and stuff start, it will come out, you know. Because you don't think they're going to be covering the, the trials? Oh, they're going to be covering them all right. The question is, are they going to be covering them accurately and honestly? Well, that's, the media will be, that's what, the media will eventually be drugged into it. They cannot help but they cannot stay out of it. They will be drugged into it. They would have to be once they start once once they start putting all the pieces together and following all the little 
little breadcrumbs and stuff out there. Uh, there will be uh, hell to pay. And it will take years to get through it all. But, you know, the thing is, it's going to get done. Once people figure out how bad they've been played over the last 50 years or better, yeah, it'll get done. Well, if the Democrats see that this is what gets me though. The Democrats they're not gonna they're they're not gonna want to talk about this. They're gonna avoid talking Oh hell about no. This. Hell no. You bet. They're gonna avoid it like the plague. <coughs> they will they will avoid Avoid talking about this like the plague. And if any of the if any journalist will ask them a question about it, uh, they'll get ripped into like Biden ripped into uh, Steve Ducci about asking the wrong question. Hmm. But Steve Ducey. No, no, it was Peter Ducey, not not Steve. Steve is his father. It was Peter Ducey yeah, well, that got laid in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what? Yeah, I, I'm sorry, I got the names mixed up, but you know, you know how that. Well, goes. they both work for the same network, so it's no surprise. Yeah. Hopefully this will this will all hit the fan before the Democrats get a chance to vote impeachment in the House. Because well, that will that yeah, will, that, will, part, that, will yeah, that will cause a, a big uproar. Yeah, but but now now you know. Uh, it doesn't matter because it has to go to a trial in the Senate. And in a trial, the defense gets to put up, uh, you know, a defense and uh, evidence. <laughs> so, you know, it's either going to come out in the courts or it'll come out in the Senate impeachment hearing. That this stuff was going on Hmm Well when you have When you have uh, Members of Congress You know like the squad for example When you've got members of the Senate Like uh, Schumer and other Democrats who who are just living in a fantasy world, this to them would would, would be easy to ignore. 
because they don't they because if, if if I guarantee if if say Fox News Channel or One American News were to confront them with this, watch how fast they ignore it and just push those questions off. You know? Well, they, they can do they can do that all they want until it goes to a court of law or into the Senate for a trial. And remember, in impeachment, okay, the trial is in the Senate. However, the people presenting the evidence are from the House. The senators and Senate sit there with their mouth shut because they are the jury. The House brings the evidence, and the House brings the defense. Or, or the House brings the evidence, and then the executive branch brings the defense. But there's, you know, it it's run under the uh, auspices of a court of law, and uh, John Roberts will be presiding. The Chief Justice always presides over an impeachment hearing. But when it comes to uh, the Senate side of this, to throw him out of office, I don't think they're going to do that. And that's the way it works. I don't see the Senate. Yeah, but I don't see the Senate throwing him out. I really don't. Because if the Republicans in the Senate vote to put him out of office, they will have, in effect, turned their back on, one, their constituents, and two, helped the Democrats to torpedo a president who has consistently and effectively done more for this country verbatim than any president has in modern history. And that includes the hostage holder, Barack Obama. Well, you know, anytime you go to a, go to, go into a courtroom and a jury, you have to take your chances. Okay? That's just the way it is. But, you know, with the evidence being out there and don't don't believe that they won't sit there twenty four seven during the impeachment trial with cameras and audio uh, on the whole goddamn thing. You know? And during that whole thing, not only do all the senators get all of the information, pro and con, but the people of the United States will get the evidence, pro and con. So it will be a very public, very uh, enlightening uh, trial if it ever goes to trial in the Senate. 
And if the House does vote to impeach, it has to be taken up by the Senate. There's there's no way the Senate can just sit there and say, eh, we'll get to it one of these days. No, I agree. They're going to have to it, – it, it, once, it, once it goes through the House, then it goes to the Senate where the Senate decides – the fate of the president of the United States in respects to whether he stays in office or gets put out of office. That's correct. Now, of course, now, of course they, could, they, they could vote to not put him out of office. And if that's the case, mm-hmm. he's, he may have been impeached by the Congress, but he's not removed from office much in the same way uh, Bill Clinton was not removed from office. And that would give him. That's that's because the Senate decided not to convict him and remove him from office. There's uh, uh, Mark Levin wrote a book about that. Um, I, the, the title of it escapes me, but it's a very interesting read. <clears throat> and one of the one of the senators that uh, had a major role uh, in deciding whether Clinton stays or goes was uh, my senator Ted Stevens. And having read what I read in the book. It pissed me off, but you know there there was some reasoning behind uh, what Stevens did. However, I did not agree with it. Anyway, uh, it it God, what is the name of that book? I don't know. It's it was one of his first or second books that Levin wrote and uh, God I'll have to look that up Um, give me a give me a a minute or two and I'll look that up well let's see Mark Levin, list of his a list of his books. Uh, let's see, there was Liberty and Tyranny, Men in Black, how the Liberty. Supreme Court. Men in Black. That's that's the uh, that's the title of the book. Men in Black. I wanted to say that, but it kept just. In my head saying, no, that's the movie, that's the movie. But it's also the title of his book. Yep, Men in Black, How the Supreme Court is Destroying America. And trying to get see if I can get a larger view of the cover of the book, because I believe... 
Uh, I believe the introduction. Yep, introduction by Rush Limbaugh. The Men in Black: How the Supreme Court is Destroying America. Okay. Interesting. See, I've never read any of his books. So, uh-huh. uh I, I have no idea what 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 what's con- what what the contents of this book is. Well, if you get a chance, read that thing cuz it'll go into uh uh there's a a whole chapter or uh, uh, a couple chapters that uh, went into uh, the impeachment of Bill Clinton. Hmm. Well, the Senate wants the if 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 they do impeach in the Congress, once it gets over to the Senate, the Senate could decide not to not not to not to convict. Okay, and if that's the case, Trump moves is able to move forward toward winning his reelection bid. Because just because he's impeached yeah. in the Congress, it does not prevent him from continuing his bid for re-election. No, it does. It it does not. No way does it. No way does it stop him. And I believe Mitch McConnell may have alluded to uh, the the Senate not looking to convict because everything that the, that the Democrats in the Congress have been trying to put together in order to get their impeachment of President Trump, there's nothing, there's really nothing there for them to use. No. What have they got? No. One whistleblower, two whistleblowers, tops, okay? And what is this? The first one is second or third-hand information. The other one's claiming that they have direct knowledge of. Really? Now, I would think. Yeah. I would think that this that, that these whistleblowers are risking na- our, our national security by coming forward like this. Number one. And number two, both whistleblowers, from what I understand, had direct contact with Adam Schiff and his congressional aides. Now, that presents a problem. That really does, because now we're talking about whistleblowers having direct contact with aides to Adam Schiff or Adam Schiff, to, uh, Adam Schiff himself and 
I don't think that's the way it's supposed to go. They're supposed to – there's another avenue for these whistleblowers to take. But they're going to the, the chairman of the, of the House Intelligence Committee. Well, they're they're supposed they they did they did that before they went to the IG, which is out of mm-hmm. process. But then again, <laughs> totally wrong. Huh? It's also totally wrong because they're supposed to go to the IG. That's right. Before those two how, Adam how, Schiff. How, however, however. You know, and they should have gone to the Senate also if they were going to go that route and bypass the IG. They should have gone to both intelligence committees with their information, but they didn't. But that doesn't mean that their evidence is inadmissible either. Do you follow me? Uh, if they if they true if they truly have uh, uh, evidence, then uh, it must get out. And you know, <clears throat> you take it to the person who can get it out for you. Mm. You know, and I'm not saying that that's right. Because you're jumping out of process, but then again, uh, at work I was never known to uh, strictly follow the process either. I would I would jump levels of chain of command. Right, but you all you're all you are, but in your job, uh, you were not affecting national security and you weren't certainly uh, trying to undermine a U.S. president. Well, you know what? Had I have had information or a problem that wasn't getting corrected by the chain of command, I would have jumped the chain of command. doesn't matter. That's me. See, I'm a firm believer in. I, 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 I also found out in some of my uh, jumping chain of commands that some of the people knew about it, but they didn't know. Uh, they didn't have all of the facts that I had. There was a lot of omissions. Now, do you suspect that may be the case also with in in respects to the way this whole uh, impeachment inquiry garbage is going? No, I'm just saying that whoever's doing this may have felt that way. I'm just playing devil's advocate for for that guy or hmm. for that person, you know. So. You know, who knows? But it will all come out in the wash. Oh, agreed. It, it, it has to come out. Of, it, it has to come out eventually. 
hopefully sooner than later. You know? Hopefully sooner than later. Well, that would definitely uh, be a nice thing. <clears throat> but honestly, I'm not holding my breath. Mm. Me either. Anyway, but, did, what you gonna, did, did you know, we beat impeachment? Did we beat impeachment to death tonight? Probably, because I know there was another. Because I know there was the SCOTUS thing you wanted to talk about. Yep. I also want to bring up something that that has to do with AOC, which I think you'll get a you'll get a kick out of. But let's start with this uh, the Supreme Court. Uh, the U.S. Supreme Court has begun its new term and is already preparing to take on several high-profile cases. Judges began arguments on two cases Monday. The first case being Ramos v. Louisiana, which challenges all criminal convictions that were reached by a non-unanimous jury. As for the second case, Keller v. Kansas challenges a state law to abolish the insanity defense in criminal cases. This term has been highly anticipated as judges are expected to also address many mainstream issues. The Supreme Court is set to decide whether LGBT workers are covered under basic discriminatory laws According to Title VII of the Civil Rights Act of 1964, workers are protected from discrimination on the, base of, on the basis of race, religion, or sex, but lower courts remain torn over the law and whether the sex category also includes sexual orientation and gender identity. Another anticipated ruling in the, in the case against the Deferred Action for Childhood Arrivals Program, or DACA. <clears throat> this Obama-era legislation, also known as DACA, obviously, allows illegal immigrants. Uh, they say illegal immigrants. I say illegal aliens who were brought into the country as children to stay in the U.S., the Trump administration attempted to end the program back in 2017, but efforts were blocked by federal courts. President Trump said, I'm going to deal with DACA with heart. I have to deal with a lot of politicians, don't forget, and I have to convince them that what I'm saying is right, and I appreciate your understanding on that. The administration later urged the Supreme Court to reconsider his proposal, bringing it back for debate this term. So they're going to be looking at uh, Ramos v. Louisiana, which is challenging all criminal convictions that were reached by a non-unanimous jury. They're also going to be looking at Keller v. Kansas, 
which challenges a state law to abolish the insanity defense in criminal cases. They're going to look at LGBT workers who are, who are covered. To this, they're going to decide whether they are covered under basic discriminatory laws. And, of course, the DACA program. So here we have the Supreme Court coming back for this, but here's something, uh, and if I can get to it before it disappears. uh, Let me see if I can find it here. Here we go. Come on, fingers, work with me today. Apparently, Clarence Thomas was absent at at Supreme Court as the, at the beginning of the Supreme Court term. Yeah. So I'll add this in, I'll read this to add to the story I just read. Now, the Supreme Court was one member short as the new session kicked off Monday with Associate Justice Clarence Thomas apparently out sick for the start of oral arguments. Chief Justice John Roberts announced in the morning that Thomas, who was 71 years old, would not be present, saying the senior associate justice was indisposed due to illness. Roberts did not provide any additional details regarding Thomas' condition. The associate justice, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, who recently went through cancer, cancer, treat, cancer treatment, blah, was present and active asking the first question during the first case of the day, which was Keller v. Kansas. That case, uh, as stated, deals with the issue of whether states can eliminate the insanity defense for criminal defendants. Kansas is currently one of four states that bar defendants from claiming insanity as a defense. The other cases of the day, and this is one that I didn't see, Peter v. Nanquist, which deals with free awards in patient denial challenges, and, of course, Ramos v. Louisiana, which focuses on Louisiana's lack of a requirement for for unanimous jury verdicts. God, my tongue's going to start tying up here. The state changed the law in 2018 to require unanimous verdicts but only in felony cases for crimes committed after January 1, 2019. Despite his absence from Monday's arguments, Thomas is expected to participate in deciding the cases. So Supreme Court Associate Justice Thomas, not there because of illness, and the Supreme Court went on, and he's going to be there... uh, Hope, it is hoped that he'll be there to participate in deciding the cases mentioned. Uh, the Supreme Court uh, was a member short when Ruth Bader Ginsburg was out for cancer treatments. So this puts this puts everything at kind of a split decision. Should uh, Clarence Thomas not be there when this when the when the cases are decided? 
So it it could be, I guess, fairly an even, a somewhat even split, depending on how the justices go with these cases. So I don't know. What, what, what do you guys think in regards to this? I mean, is this going, is this absence going to affect uh, the oral arguments, or is this going to, or or is it something that will not affect them at all? I don't think it affected too much. Uh, they do it all the time anyway. You know, when uh, Guinea Bird was out, they did the same thing. <laughs> so, you know, obviously they got some protocol or something that they can get get around it, just like everybody else does. That kind of going rampant these days, isn't it? <laughs> Go ahead. Well. He can always he can always read all the transcripts from the oral arguments. You know. Oh, very much so. So this this shouldn't present any kind of a real problem when it comes time to decide the uh, the cases in question. No. Okay. You know, Ginsburg being out, maybe she didn't get a chance. Maybe she couldn't read because of the. Uh, cancer treatment, the oral arguments and stuff before the court on those cases, so she couldn't render an opinion. Well, we'll see we'll see how this how this plays out um for Clarence Thomas. Hopefully he gets back uh before the cases are decided. You know, so that he can offer his his oral arguments as well. Now, I don't know whether we can trust the Washington Free Beacon or not, but apparently AOC wants to abolish prisons. That's right. Sounds right up her alley. According to the Washington Free Beacon, guys, Congressional Firebrand, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, Democrat from New York, said that America needs to have a real conversation about prison abolition on Monday morning. Ocasio-Cortez responded to the story of a black man given 10 days in jail for missing jury duty by saying that lawmakers needed to explore the mass release of America's prison population. Mass incarceration is our American reality, she said in a tweet. It is a system whose logic evolved from the same lineage as Jim Crow, American apartheid, and slavery. To end it, we have to change. That means we need to have a real conversation about decarceration and prison abolition in this country. A cage is a cage, and humans don't belong in them, she added in a follow-up tweet. Prison abolition is a proposal popular with the international far left, which calls for deep 
structural reforms to how we handle and even think about crime in our country. In general, abolitionists favor abolishing prisons and other systems of punishment, replacing them with restorative justice and social welfare programs meant to target the root causes of crime. The Democratic Socialists of America, with which Ocasio-Cortez is affiliated, passed a resolution at its 2019 convention establishing a prison abolition working group. In a series of follow-up tweets, Ocasio-Cortez backtracked on her initial message. She said her aim was to reduce the prison population size rather than abolish correctional institutions. She wrote, first of all, many people in jailed or in prison don't belong there at all, whether it's punitive sentencing for marijuana possession or jailing people for their poverty and letting the rich free through systems like cash bail, we wrongly incarcerate far, far too many people. Less than 4% of of state-level offenders and less than 1% of federal offenders are incarcerated for any kind of drug possession, according to the Bureau of Justice Statistics. That, they, yeah. The share incarcerated for marijuana offenses is unknown, but almost certainly a fraction of this fraction. In fact, 55% of all state-level offenders who represent 88% of all incarcerees are in prison for violent offenses. Roughly half of federal offenders are incarcerated for drug offenses, but more than 99% were drug traffickers, according to the BJS. In a follow-up tweet, Ocasio-Cortez responded to those pointing to the violent incarcerated population by writing, our lawmaking process means we come to solutions together, and either way, we should work to an end where our prison system is dramatically smaller than it is today. Okay. I got a simple question. What what part of fantasy land is she is she residing in? Missouri. <laughs> oh Jesus. I just looked in the chat room to see if maybe Ron Reck was there. <laughs> Not he's, seen he's not, hair. He's not here. Yeah, I know. And I have not seen hair of Mike either, which is rather unusual. Well, maybe he's got breakfast and stuff in the morning. Well, it depends on whether he got back from uh, from up there in Cape Cod yet or not. Oh, well, yeah. Maybe he did. Maybe he's sleeping. 
That's a possibility. That is a possibility. Well, let's see. According to the Wall, according to the WesternJournal.com. Trump says Pelosi, also guilty of treason, must be immediately impeached. Ooh, here's an interesting item. President Donald Trump urged, <clears throat> argued on Sunday that House Speaker Nancy Pelosi should be the one being impeached for engaging in high crimes and even treason. Nancy Pelosi knew of all of the many shifty Adam Schiff lies and massive frauds perpetrated upon Congress and the American people in the form of a fraudulent speech knowingly delivered as a ruthless con and the illegal meetings with a highly partisan whistleblower and lawyer, Trump tweeted. This makes nervous Nancy every bit as guilty as little... Adam Schiff for high crimes and misdemeanors and even treason. I guess that means that they, along with all of those that evilly colluded with them, must all be immediately impeached. Now, Pelosi may have revealed during a recent interview on CBS News 60 Minutes that she knew of the contents of the president's July 25 phone call with Ukrainian President Zelensky before Trump made the transcript public. The California Democrat said, he told me it was perfect. There was nothing in the call, but I know what was in the call I mean, it was in the public domain. But it wasn't in the public domain. Trump did not release the call transcript until September 25th, four days after initial reports about the call broke. Pelosi, Pelosi's spokeswoman, told Fox News that the speaker was referring to media coverage of the call and that she did not become aware of the contents of the whistleblower complaint or the transcript before they were released. However, an August 28 tweet by House Intelligence Committee Chairman Representative Adam Schiff of California strengthens the case that Pelosi had knowledge of the call before the transcript and complaint came out. In it, Schiff, whom Pelosi was named point man on the impeachment inquiry essentially communicated the heart of the whistleblower's complaint. He wrote, Trump is withholding vital military aid to Ukraine while his personal lawyer seeks help from the Ukraine government to investigate his political opponent. The congressman said on MSNBC's Morning Joe on September 17th, we have not spoken directly with the whistleblower. 
we would like to. Both the New York Times and the Washington Post reported the whistleblower had reached out to Schiff's office and spoke to one of his staff members before filing the complaint in mid-August. The Post fact checker award, awarded Schiff four Pinocchios on Friday for his deception. Schiff has also received criticism for his opening statement at the Intelligence Committee hearing last month, during which he offered what he later called a parody of what Trump said on his July 25 call with Zelensky. House Minority Whip Steve Scalise posted an effective compilation video last week showing some of Schiff's high-profile lies to the media about Trump. Scalise's video also hit Pelosi for lying when she told ABC News' George Stephanopoulos that Schiff used the president's own words during his opening statement. Stephanopoulos corrected her. Those weren't the president's words. They were an interpretation of the president's words. They're saying Schiff made this up. Pelosi insisted he did not make it up. Another statement by the speaker that truly strained credibility, uh, credulously, credibly, credibly, regarding the impeachment inquiry, she said during a joint news conference with Schiff on Thursday, we want to be fair as we go forward, and we wouldn't be better served than the leadership of our chairman of the Intelligence Committee, Adam Schiff. Now, yeah, that yeah, is truly yeah, yeah, a whopper. Yeah, 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 yeah. During the same news conference, after referencing the Constitution dozens of and times, I need the, uh, Pelosi said, mediums too. but I don't know where those are. are they okay, shh, shh, shh. I have a, I got a mute. Sorry, George. Okay. Pelosi said that Trump must exonerate himself, which, of course, is an unconstitutional demand. What about innocent until proven guilty, which multiple provisions of the Constitution are there to protect? Trump is right. Nothing could be clearer than that Pelosi, Schiff, and the Democrats are engaging in a purely partisan attempt to take down the duly elected president. While members of Congress can't be impeached per se, they can be removed from leadership positions and voted out of office, which hopefully the American people will make happen in 2020. So there's, there's, so here we have shifty Adam Schiff and, and, not so smart Pelosi basically torpedoing this whole impeachment bullshit and it's just laughable. Seriously, it's laughable. Uh oh. About to join us on the line is the host of Crazy Nation Radio on Mixler.com, Ron Reck. 
Hello, Ron. Good evening. I heard yes, you say the word Missouri three times, so I woke up. I didn't. I didn't say it three times. <laughs> no, in fact, no one said it three times. I only said once. It echoed. Anyway, <laughs> as much as I hate to admit it, and it saddens my heart to say this, but I have to work. I have to say AOC was right. Okay, I agree. I agree with her on that point. To a point, not completely, you know, her rendition of what she said. You know what I mean? That No, I, it, that's a little too far. But when Boyd said Missouri, I don't know if he knew. But he knew the new law that passed back in May and actually went into effect on July the 1st here in the state of Missouri, which you're going to see it around the whole United fucking states here shortly. Because Trump did something called prison reform, okay? And what that did was completely cut the budget, okay, in Department of Corrections from the federal government, okay? Okay, I don't know if you understood, you ever caught into the topic of this or what it's all about, what's going on, what he did. They're going to stop funding all these nonviolent criminals in jail, okay? You know what I mean? Do you remember the case I told you about a month back when the lady and her son robbed these churches and they were driving the church van around town and they parked it at their house and got busted for it? And they never got arrested. They got a court summons. You understand? Because the state of Missouri changed that law. Okay, like I said, active in the 1st of July. If it's a non-offensive, you know, non-violent crime that you cannot be arrested and held in jail for it no more. Because you understand, these jails are so fucking packed and full of people, it's insane. I mean, it's out of control. Okay? So I have to come up with some type of relief. Now, of course, is this going to deter criminality? No. Is it going to make more people criminals? Yes. I it, I imagine it will. You know what I mean? But the, the thing of it is, the, the money that is spent in corrections in, in any state, I don't care what state you're in, it's crazy. And it's, it's a racket, okay? And that's what Trump knows this, okay? He knows it's a racket. I mean, George, you're locking people up for some of the most bullshit reasons. I mean, such bullshit. People shouldn't even fucking be there for this. You know what I mean? But the point mm-hmm. is they make so much money off locking these people up. You know what I mean? It's more making money than it's actually correcting anybody. I mean, how many county jails are into rehabilitating anybody? None of them. They throw you in a cage, leave you there, and sit to rot. That's it. They don't teach you nothing. There's no vocational training or anything like that until you get in a big prison sector. You know, a big prison system. But in other words, you're sitting yeah. on trial and everything else. You know, it just it, it, you know, there's nothing there for you, man. Only thing you've got to train yourself is with your own mind, you know. And that's it. So you know, I'm saying this. It is kind of pretty fucked up, and that's I, that's I bitched about it for years and everything. But you know, uh, we need to have a little bit. You know, we need well let the economy flourish better, let Trump is doing, and there'll be less criminals because there'll be more fucking work to do. People have jobs; they won't have to go out and steal and do stupid shit. You know what I mean? You know, for a man that goes out and steals to feed his family, I'm. I'm okay with that. You know what I mean? I mean, but but as long as he ain't stealing from his people, you know what I mean? You no know, stealing from big corporations and shit, you know, like grocery stores, stuff like that, who cares? I don't give a fuck about that. You know, if you're starving, you got to eat. You know what I mean? Uh, but there, there's all, you know, there's other alternatives out there somewhat, you know. But, you know, you were homeless, George. You know how it was like. I've been homeless. I know. 
You know what I mean? I used to go to pantries and, you know, soup kitchens, all kinds of shit. You know, whatever. I used to rob people's gardens. <laughs> you know, that's how bad off I was, man. But, you know, I mean, that's the only thing this bitch has ever said since she's been in there that made any half a sense. Okay, I'm not saying completely she's right. All right? I'm going to give her – I'm shocked, okay? I'm kind of still trying to get her up around my head around this statement she's made. If that's the true statement from that press release, whoever the fuck it was, you know, you're stating. But uh, anyway, that's what I want to throw in at that. And then this impeachment thing, come on. Really, George, are you serious, man? Come the fuck on. God damn, you know. See there again, he's being punished for a crime he never committed. He talked to a motherfucker on a phone. Big fucking deal. You know, what about what about Biden and his boy Hunter? You know, what about them people? You know, really? That's well, kind of funny. He, he, again, Ron, the, 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 unfortunately, you know, the Democrats are trying everything they can conceivably come up with. And and this is and this this has been my biggest bitch about this is they're trying to come up with all kinds of um, stuff to nail Trump on, but it's falling short of the mark, you know. Well, they, they, that's they're, why, they're, that's they're why making they this shit up. Taken the vote they're yet. making it up, Chuck. But they're making it up. The Russian collusion was made up bullshit. It went nowhere. I mean, as much shit they tried, as Mueller tried to pull up, he couldn't find dick. He, they even tried to make up shit. They tried to fabricate the shit, man. They, and this, this is the same thing here. This impeachment theory, you know, if, if it goes through, it's. I don't see it making it. I don't see it making it through the Senate. But you know, come on, man. This is it's. It's how desperate could you be? Because you had your fucking ass knocked down a couple of pegs, you're that bent out of shape over it because you lost control of the fucking money game. That's what it is. They lost control of the money game. Remember Obama? He gave all kinds of money away. Gave it away. Free. And Ukraine happened to be one of them. They got a big chunk of change. Where did it go? Nobody knows. It's all gone. But I guarantee you Hunter Biden knows. He knows about it. So does Biden himself. And he was the vice president at the time this shit took place. You know? So what the fuck's up with that? Want this motherfucker being prosecuted for wrongdoing, you know, violation of the Constitution, illegal trading, insider trading, you no know, theft. Let's say straight up robbery, more or less, from the American people. So, but nobody's saying nothing about that other. I mean, they are now, you know, after the fact. So, how long is statute of limitations on this, on these events? And can you prosecute from? Outside the United States, right? Not likely. So there again, they'll get by with it. Same old shit, you know. Welcome to America. It ain't what you know; it's who you know. Wow! So now, I'll be it, damn. Me too. Hey, <laughs> boy, I did, man. No sooner do I mention misery than Wreck It Ron mm-hmm. shows up. You fucking right. I heard you. I just I came beckoning. Ain't, ain't, Damn right. Ain't, ain't, ain't that right, George? <laughs> <laughs> I know. He, he met, all you had to do was mention Missouri once, and all of a sudden, the Wreckmeister shows up, and I'm like, oh, and don't fuck, fuck with. Don't fuck I, with as soon as he I'm said Missouri, you. I went looking in the chat room to see if he was there. <laughs> 
I was actually listening. Yeah. I just I just clicked on right when you said that too. I just woke up from a little nap. The Missouri, Ron, what the fuck are these motherfuckers talking about? Then I you know, backed it up a little bit. And, okay, all right. But I was telling George here. I actually, I'm, I'm with AOC on this, so Boyd, I'm with her on it, kind of half ass. Like I said, like I said, Wreck It Ron shows up. Uh-huh. <laughs> but was you referring to Missouri, Boyd? Let me ask you this question: Was you was you referring to Missouri as that new law they just passed? On the uh, yeah, non-violent the new law, the, the new law that, yeah, right. The new law they just passed, right? And they're, it's going around. It's going around. Other states are starting to kick into it too, man. So yeah, yeah. there ain't no money there. They they're housing these people for these bullshit crimes, but they don't have the money. Trump, Trump has cut them off. The federal government is well, no longer funding this shit. Let me uh, just interrupt for for a moment here. We've got one minute remaining in the live side of Blog Talk Radio. If you have not called in yet. Now is your opportunity, 347-945-5747. Again, that's 347-945-5747. you got less than 45 seconds to go, so dial in digits now if you want to get in on the overtime period. Otherwise, you'll be up the creek without a paddle and no boat to row. Overtime is where it all happens, too. Yeah, all this shit you never hear. Yep. It's when everything goes X-rated. That's ah, right. But it's 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 it's, it's our, it's in overtime on Blog Talk Radio, but we're still live on the other platforms. <coughs> yeah, I know. Well, the other platforms are X-rated anyway, ain't they? You know, like PornTube and PornHub and all them. Anyway, we're not <laughs> on PornTube and. Have you ever considered it? I have. <laughs> well, you can consider it all you want, but it ain't going to happen here. Why not? My, 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 my broadcast is rated PG-13 for for a reason. Well, then you got to entertain the adults too, George. Don't leave them out. You know, that on, all man. depends. That all depends. How much do they want to be entertained? <laughs> I don't think this would be their style, you know. Go on, George, entertain us. Uh, mm-hmm. Not on video, just entertain us. But not on. Yeah, video, we don't want to okay? see that. No, 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 no. Oh, no, I'm going to sleep no. tonight. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, I hate foreign bleach. I, I, I hate foreign bleach in my eyes. God damn, it hurts. Yeah. Yeah, but sometimes things. you just have to do it. Sometimes yeah, it just you happens. Just have to do it. Accidents happen. They do, you know. <laughs> hey, listen, it's, it's kind of like 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 that. Like I've said on a few occasions, please make it stop. My eyes are bleeding. <laughs> you know, people would say something like this in the comments. Oh my God, you got to go on Firefox online. Oh my God, man. <laughs> God, I almost started a fire. Oh, my God, it's unbelievable. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> the way I see oh, it is God, it's Monday. Could be worse. But, you know, I kind of give credit where credit is due.
What did I do now? You didn't. It's the media. Now, Trump's lawyer responded to uh, the report about the second whistleblower. Now, according to this, so what? Trump attorney Jay Sekulow dismisses the second whistleblower coming forward. Now, according to, the, to what I have here, President Trump's attorney dismissed the appearance of a second whistleblower in regards to his July phone call with, pres- with the president of Ukraine. Now, Jay Sekulow told Sean Hannity on Fox News Channel Monday night that by the White House releasing the call transcript, it renders future whistleblowers moot. They're now talking about a second whistleblower. And my statement on that is, so what, he said. We've already released a transcript. Is it really relevant what some other person who may or may not have heard the conversation thought about it? (laughs) said Trump's critics are, are raring to find any scandal they can pin on him, which is what we've been saying, especially one that could lead to impeachment. They couldn't get Russia. They couldn't get obstruction. Then it was quid pro quo with Ukraine. Sekulow continued dismissing the second whistleblower's appearance, pointing to how the first whistleblower had contact with staff from Adam Schiff's House Intelligence Committee. He claimed the whistleblower neglected to tell the inspector general he had interacted with Schiff's team. So now, what do we have? A second whistleblower. Again, the transcript's out. It's because of person's credibility. Or the fuck? There you go. There, mm. there you go. Well, according to Sekulow, bring in another. According to Sekulow, it's not an impeachable offense. Period. Now, attorney Mark Zaid, who represents both whistleblowers, told ABC News that the second individual is, like the first whistleblower, an intelligence official and has firsthand knowledge of certain allegations contained in the first whistleblower complaint, which was not based on any firsthand knowledge. Later in his interview on Hannity, Seclo also criticized the lawsuit brought against the president by New York County District Attorney Cy Vance Jr. He read from the judge's ruling, temporarily halting a subpoena of Trump's tax returns, and, critic- and characterized events, the events as the House Rep- of Representatives basically extending their investigation through a local DA. So, it's, it's kind of like a lot to do about nothing. Or as Van Jones said once, it's a nothing burger. The <coughs> rod, it, it stands to reason, and we were talking about this before you got here, 
okay? Mm-hmm. That they're going to go into what's called a skiff with, with these whistleblowers. And a skiff is basically a, a, a secure room in Congress where there are no recording devices of any kind. The room is, is designed to prevent people from being able to listen at the doors. Okay? So here, here's, the, here's my question. Why do that? If these whistleblowers have something to say, screw, their, screw this nonsense. They're accusing the president of, 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 of something. The president should be able to face his accusers. Why are they protecting the whistleblowers so so vehemently? Now, I understand the whistleblower laws do give them that kind of protection. But you're talking about trying to take down a sitting president. So at what point do the American people start saying, well, what the fuck? Well, I'm sure the American people are saying, what the fuck, because I'm one of them. (laughs) You know, what the fuck? We all should be able to hear this, these allegations. You know? You know, that's right. You have the right to face your fucking accuser. You know? Yeah, but we're we're getting all this shit secondhand. Well, yeah, or third or fourth. You never know when it comes to the fucking media. And where's it all coming from? Adam Schiff. Adam Shiftless. Yeah. Is that Schiff or Syphilis? I'm sorry. I don't. I can't misunderstand that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Adam Syphilis, I, you know, I don't know. That, I, he's a, look at the name tells you right. He's shifty. He's shifty, shifty, you know. But he's another douchebag, too. He, he ain't worth the fuck. Never was. You know. Uh, you guys were talking about Ginsburg earlier. Is she about ready to croak? Mm-mm. No, we were talking about the uh, <coughs> Supreme Court. <coughs> Excuse me. Getting ready, to, starting up their uh, session. Clarence Thomas <coughs> is out sick on the first day of. Uh, of all these uh, open, of, uh, opening of oral arguments, mm-hmm. the only reason that Ginsburg got brought up really was because she was out because of her cancer treatment. And, of course, that, that kind of lessens the number of uh, justices in the Supreme Court from the nine that are, that are, that are on there to hear the oral arguments down to eight, which kind of makes it a little difficult, but not impossible, uh, to hear the oral arguments. Well. <coughs> Now, you know, it has to Thomas, be a 
make it back in time uh, for the uh, deliberations. Mm-hmm. And he could read all the transcripts of the oral arguments in, in, in these cases. I don't know. It's, you know, uh, it don't take all of the majority vote on them, on these cases. When the Supreme Court was down one justice. Mm-hmm. And that time, that's when uh, Brett Kavanaugh was, was being put through the ringer. To get on the right, yeah, right. Once he got on the Supreme Court, then then there were nine justices. Then another one uh, decided to leave, and I believe that was Justice Kennedy. And that's when. No, I take that back. Um, No, no, uh, no. It was Kevin All first, and then um, the other guy. uh, What's his name? Oh shit! I can't think. I can't remember the guy's name now off the top of my head. But anyway, yeah, once Ginsburg's was, out, once Ginsburg's out, then, they, then the the uh, Conservative take control of it. You know. Oh yeah. That's what'll happen. You know. But she's making it. She's she's she made it clear she's not going anywhere. Yeah, she's hanging on till the end, you know what I mean? Of her, that is. But, you know, like I said, it, it's, you know, it's become to the point where it's so asinine, you know what I mean? It's so, it it's, where politics are not making no more sense anymore to me, you know what I mean? Maybe it's my opinion, but, you know, uh, it's just, it's psychotic. And just like Trump said, it's a witch hunt. I don't. I don't even want to really consider it a witch hunt. You could use that thing, but it just—it's—it's—it's it's, it's beyond stupid. You know, I mean, what I can't even find the word of it is what you call this. You know, I mean, total ignorance. I mean, to the fact, why would you even attempt this shit and you don't have enough fucking meat to go with it? You know, it, it's. The, and there again, like I said before. These motherfuckers are more concentrating on this bullshit than taking care of the American people. Doesn't it tell you that they ain't worth a fuck? That's the problem. That you know, the American people. You know, some people get it, but the majority of them, whatever, whatever happens, happens. Whatever, fuck it. You know. Well, Ron, here's the thing. Okay, and 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 this is what gets me. The Democrats are trying to claim that they are doing the work of the American people. That they're do they're. They're, they're doing all the stuff that they were sent to do. Really? Okay, so what what are you doing for um, what are you doing about Medicare? Medicare about Medicare, Social Security? What are you doing about uh, you know in regards to veterans and their and their situations? Uh, a lot of stuff that that's been put on hold. During the course of the attack, 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 Donald Trump, 
To my knowledge, President Trump hasn't signed a bill recently. Nothing, nothing was put on his desk for signature or to veto. So what have they actually fucking done? Nothing. That's what they've done. Nothing. And that's my point. That, you know, the whole their whole fucking agenda since a man walked in the fucking door has been to get him out of it. You know, completely yeah. nothing to do with the American people. And, and how is this helping the American people by getting him out because he's helping the American people? I'm saying Trump's not perfect. Nobody is. You know what I mean? There's a lot of things he's fucked up too, but nothing compared to what the others have done. Nothing near that. You know, he's done much better than any of them in a, you know, a long period of time. Since Kennedy, actually. Well, Reagan wasn't bad either, but God damn, we ain't had very many good luck with the other ones, you know. The majority fucking rules on this. I mean, if we had actually good people running the fucking show, we wouldn't be in the position we're in today. You know? Like I said, when when the fucking you know Federal Reserve injected four hundred million dollars in the bank system, you know they're doing these short term fucking loans. They dropped the interest rate down to a quarter. Wow, you know what's going on with this shit, and who's causing this? It ain't Trump. He ain't doing it. <clears throat> but now I seen the news clip tonight. They're bitching. They're they're, they're claiming that um, you know this this tariff shit going on with China and all this stuff has completely killed the fucking market, wood industry, and metal recycling. And it has. It, it actually has. But I don't think that's the real culprit involved here. I think these industries are just wanting more money. You know what I mean? And they ain't getting it because they ain't ponying up the fucking cash. Fuck you. We ain't paying it. Then you're going to turn around and fuck us on a tax too? Suck my ass. We don't need your shit that bad. So that's kind of self-destruction, I consider that part, you know? I don't think it has anything to do with Trump's tariff deal. <clears throat> No, it doesn't. It has nothing to do with with his tariff deal. But let's look at, let's look at the at, at, at the at the reality here. Everybody keeps saying you know the economy is not doing so good and everything else, right? And as I pointed out numerous times, you cannot use the stock market as the gauge by which the economy goes because. We've had the stock market go up and up and up over the years, not like it has since Trump has been in, but, you know, basically uh, it's been, you know, doing a lot better under Trump at times than any other person sitting in the Oval Office, including and not limited to a bum banger. So, and and even the even the best of Wall Street experts have said that the economy cannot be gauged by the by Wall Street, not by the Nasdaq, the Dow Jones, the S and P five hundred, none of that. Even the foreign markets, it can't really go by. Because anyone who tries to do that is going to fall short. <clears throat> well, but you, 
you got to use the stock market as your your meter to this. That's what, that's where everything is transacted to. You know, you can't say, well, whatever it says in the stock market, whatever. No, you can't do that. You got to look at what the banking industry is doing. That's the first one. Number one is the banking industry because they control the whole fucking enchilada. I guarantee that. You know what I mean? When they start having issues, that's when you start worrying. You know, stock market can do whatever fuck it wants, flip flop and whatever. But the interest on the dollar, the value of the dollar, and you know, shit like that. You know, it, you know, they're, they're talking. Why is cryptocurrency right now going higher than motherfucker? You know, like Bitcoin, all that shit. You know, why is it doing better? You know, which I don't understand why it is, but it, it is. Um, I mean, I'm not into Bitcoin cryptocurrency game yet, but uh, uh, it's just you know there are some problems we're having here. You know, the farmers are taking a hit in the ass right now because they're not selling product overseas to China because China's pretty well cutting us off from buying from us, and they're one of the biggest buyers we got. But the problem is we need to find other markets. You know what I mean? We get more competitive in other markets. That's the problem. You know, it's like we can't depend on just China. You know, China needs to depend on us, and China has depended on us. But the whole thing is what, what Trump has done, he's cut the money valve off to these motherfuckers. Do you know they just they just rehashed out uh you know, you know, they the Chinese used to have a one child policy, you only have one child, now now it's two. Because they're running out of people. Ain't that fucked up? They did shit back in the eighties and it it's not working out for them, you know. <laughs> so uh I don't know. I, I say I, I look at the Chinese economy collapsing before the U.S. I just see that happening, you know, because they're they're fucking their milk cows dried up, which is us. And Trump's done that. He's pulled the tits back, you know, because they had it made. They China had it fucking made with us. That's why our why our economic situation is so fucked up today because of China. When Clinton threw NAFTA in there, that's I knew that was going to happen. I knew it, you know. So, but that's but also trade why has to do Trump, with everything. That's why Trump pulled you know, the plug on NAFTA too. Right, he knew it right. was a, that was it a, was good a fucking thing. disaster. Yeah, it was an actual. It was a license to steal <clears throat> from us. That's what it was. You know, free trade's all fine and dandy, but fuck you, man. Well, we got to pay for that? No, no. Why is it we got to pay when we ship to them fuckers if they don't have to pay nothing when they ship to us? You see what I mean? That's what the fuck was going on, George. So he's getting a double whammy. One, we're losing jobs. Two, we're paying money. <laughs> what the fuck? And that, giving us a plug nickel? Jesus, man. Ron, here's, here's the, other, uh, the other side of that coin, too. Uh, Trump is talking about taking uh, taking trade with Japan. Okay. Now here's here's the here's uh-huh. the deal on that. If he opens up the market, so to speak, for the farmers to uh, do business with Japan as opposed to China, Trump could easily make a a very profitable deal for the American farmer. With, China, with with Japan than they ever got dealing with China. Mm-hmm. So you have 
the possibility of a very lucrative uh, trade negotiation coming coming down coming down the pipe that would benefit the American farmer and be and and make it more profitable for the American farmer. Whereas the American farmer, even when dealing with China, they were getting raped financially. Oh yeah. That was on a competitive pricing factor on uh, grain, you know. But you see, if it go if the tra- if the if the trade deal with Japan can be made, and I suspect it will. Watch how fast American farmers start benefiting. I was going to ask you if you get my coffee ready. For, uh, in the morning, like tonight and in the morning, I'll be ready to take my nighttime pills and go to bed when you do. Okay. It'll be a few. Can, can you wait a half an hour? Oh heck yeah. Okay. I just, I just wanted to make sure. Okay. So you know, Oops. Ron, I think at the, I think at the end of the day. I think at the end of the day, what, what's going to come, what's going to, what's going to make the American farmer uh, feel better at the end of the, at the end game, is that they're going to, no, they're not going to be dealing with China anymore. Mm-hmm. They'll eventually be dealing with Japan at a much better market share for profitability than they were with China. And I and I have this this deep down feeling, Trump is going to see that happen, <clears throat> and China is going to is not going to be happy about it. But there won't be an advantage. Yeah, I mean we have other places we could sell inside fucking China. You know, we just write to them, but they were a big buyer at one point in time before this. You know. But you, you gotta you gotta mainstream your shit out there. You gotta you gotta have more places to market your shit. You know what I mean? You can't just depend on one buyer. You know what I mean? Cause one buyer could probably exactly. open a heartbeat in the business. You know what I mean? So we gotta have more options than just them. But I and think Trump's going Trump for that. That's what he's do. doing. Well, I think what Trump right. needs to do right now, and because the, there are farmers who are right now hurting because of because of what China did. In, to them financially, and now that they're they, they're pretty much on hold with with a lot of export because they got to they're waiting to see if 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 Trump can get Japan to uh, accept a, a good pro, a, a good deal that would be both beneficial to Japan on export of our of our uh, of our grains and and so forth. And make it make it nice and profitable for our farmers, which should have been the case. China, China, like I said, they raked the, the farmers here in the, here in America over the coals so financially so bad that some farm uh, there were some farms that actually just dried up mm-hmm. because they couldn't afford to operate. And especially dealing with China. <clears throat> now, does that mean that they can't they can't do 
a better they can they can't do business here at, here at home and and make it profitable to do business here at home too yeah they can it's just a question of are there enough farms in America today that produce enough to not only take care of the American people as far as you know what what, what goes to market and makes it profitable in in, in the in the long, in, in the short term for them while they're waiting for this deal with Japan. See, that's the one question that, that that's that's kind of coming out of this, because are they able to sell their goods here at home at a fair market value and still be able to to turn a tidy a tidy sum? <clears throat> Right. I don't think anybody's asking. Right. So well, you know, like I said, we just got to see. You know, once we see the the value of the dollar increase, and you know, it, the spending power is better. That's what we're looking for. You know. Um, oh yeah. And that'll that'll show the difference. But right now, the economy is not. You know, it's it, everybody thinks it's good, but it's it's not up to par yet. I mean, it's it's not there. But you got to remember something. This shit can't happen overnight either. Well, that's what you got to understand. Trump's trying to repair repair fucking like twelve to thirteen years of damage. You know, sixteen years of damage. You know, we had two bad presidents the past two runs. You know what I mean? That fucks shit up. Yeah, remember, even fucking Bush you know, went to a war on a credit card. Because I don't consider Obama having been a president. I don't. He held the office of president hostage for eight years. Held this country hostage for eight years. He was yeah, more inclined more like a dictator of the Saudi king than he was doing was doing the job that, that he should have been doing. But so did Bush. About so country. did Bush. But so did Bush. Yeah, Bush but it was real good friends with the Saudis. Yeah. So you know, but there again, like I said, you know, either way, that that was that's a thing. And Saudi Arabia ain't the best of shape right fucking now, anyway. You know. No. So. No, it's not in the so best it, of shape, it's all, but it's, it's still better than it was. Yeah, but I don't think it's gonna do good for long. I, I don't think so. I don't. I uh, I don't think it's gonna work out for Saudi Arabia. Um, I just think that they they you know they had their 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 glory and it's over. You know what I mean? I think their glory's fucking over for them. Um, you know we don't have to trade with them in oil. We don't have to do nothing with them. We just sucked them dry so we, we could corner the market. You know, and now they're getting sucked dry. There ain't got much left and, going on. Is that, that a bad thing? I mean, look at what we were dealing with. No, we became energy independent. Okay. Well, we were energy independent all the time, George. Just remember something: we use their shit to burn it up so we can corner the market. Now we have all the resources; they have nothing. So if that's the way run, if we were energy independent, the, the, the that that. That uh, and that oil crisis back in the seventies would not have happened. That that no 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 the, that had the, nothing to the, do with that. 
yeah. of oil per barrel would 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 not have been so sky high in the in in the pot in, 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 in to to the moon and back. Okay. Yeah, but that had nothing to do with us. We capped off our shit, man. We capped off of them oil wells, George. We stopped pumping because we didn't want to use it. We had we could get this shit cheaper at the time overseas. Plus, corner of the market run, use all their shit up. You know what I'm saying? Then we're the only inter- country energy producer. We well, it, minute, you see the mathematics and the business we want to understand. We were paying over a hundred. $100 per barrel. I understand it. That's right. Yes, and we would because we don't want to sell ours. $100 per barrel, that's not exactly uh, economically sound. I understand it. I understand it, but that's not what the point was they were trying to do, man. They were trying to corner the oil market without using our resources here, even though we have we have gallons of it. I mean, endless amount of gallons of oil. But we wanted to use other countries' shit up. You know, they're selling it for church cheap, and they just they're fucking they're, they're, they hit the fucking lottery. You know what I mean? And we're using that to our advantage. That's what happened. We used it to our advantage, man. The American people took the end of it. They took the blunt end of the pricing. But there again, we still control the the, the mass fact of energy. We own it. We control it in the world. We have it all. Because of 1975, 1976, when the oil crisis hit, you know, it didn't, it ain't wasn't because we didn't have any fucking oil. It's just we wanted it from everybody else. We wanted their shit, and it makes sense. It's a good business move. What do you do? You take your competitor out first before you fucking well, throw your shit out in the market. You're the only one that's got it. Move. Why? Why were we dealing with like here in the, like I don't know if it was the same in uh, in Missouri, but here in New York we were dealing with odd even gas lines. I mean, my father was still working for the city of New York Water Resources at the Katona Gatehouse, okay? I was a kid uh-huh. back then, all right? I was like 12 and 13 years old during the d- right. during that, uh, that oil crisis, and we were looking mm-hmm. at odd-even gas lines. So when my father needed to get gas for his car so, mm-hmm. he, so he could go from work, it was next to impossible because <clears> – <throat> Let's say he took. Let's say he had to go. Let's say Monday, his license plate number corresponded to the to the day you could go and get gas. Well, you're you're looking at, and I'll give you a prime example. All right, two house, two two buildings away from the corner was a gas station. You've mm-hmm. got cars lined up at the pumps, okay, and cars lined up away. Going to the pumps that went down to the corner, around the corner, around the next corner, up that street, and around the next corner. So, if you were lucky, because they were rationing this shit in in some right. in some stations, if you were lucky enough to get to the gas pump before they closed the pumps down saying they were out of gas, then you were lucky. My father, on at least four separate occasions, did not get so lucky. How do I know? Uh-huh. Because at the end of the day, when he got home, he would be bitching and moaning and screaming and hollering because of the ga- because gas prices were up, were soaring for you know for the seventies. You know they they were pretty high. And then they mm-hmm. had insult to injury. 
not being able to to get gas in his in his car, and then when he could, he, being told you could only put so much in your gas tank. Right. So yeah, you can only buy so many gallons at a time. So I don't know where get the idea that we were you know, that we were getting it for cheap and all this other shit. But back in the seven back in the mid seventies, we were being fucked over the coals by OPEC. OPEC controlled the the oil prices. OPEC controlled everything mm-hmm. as far as oil. Yeah, but it's that concerned. was foreign oil, George. OPEC dealt in foreign oil. Right. Yeah, Ron, remember that, remember Ron, that was that was orchestrated, just like the crash of the twenties. Yeah, they exactly. knew exactly. Yes. They were yeah, exactly. No, 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 no. Pumping and pumping. There's, there's, there's oil wells in Texas. Texas is an oil state. I remember going yeah. down to the Oklahoma too. Twenty or thirty of them damn things down there. And during yep. that Cap time, they were pumping. They weren't pumping. They shut the motherfuckers off. That's so what that happened. That's when the oil crisis got hit. That's when it happened. When they started capping them wells off, man. Yep. You know. Because they used to pump Fucking down right, there. Yeah. We go down there. Years, them motherfuckers. You sit there and watch them going up and down. Okay. Oh yeah. Oh, that was orchestrated. They've been kept for years. There was also another. There was a primary reason for it too. Okay, which you guys are probably not even given the second thought to. OPEC, knowing that we had wells of our own, insisted. You know, more like demanded. That we put our oil on the OPEC system. Yeah, but we told them we had no oil. We wasn't pumping. We had nothing. Ain't <laughs> no head underground. That's what yeah, they did, George. Is, they told me they didn't have nothing. We could. T- we told them we didn't have it, but somehow they knew we had it. We had it. But we just capped off the wells. Okay. Exactly. And it wasn't anything about a well-orchestrated plan. We just capped off the wells because we didn't want the motherfuckers in OPEC to get their their mitts on our shit. Well, that's true too. That just that's true too. But there again, the whole point was we had nothing above the ground. OPEC was targeting what was above the ground. That's why we capped them off. Fuck them. We're gonna we're gonna play the monopoly game. It was, it, they had to do it. That was the smartest move the government actually ever fucking did was cap them off. Not to let them fuckers get their hands and control us. Because yeah, that's like United Nations, you know. To a, to a lot of jobs in the industry being lost. There was. Yes, there was a lot of them lost. But due to, you know, it, it was either that or give up everything we had. And that wasn't going to happen. You know what I mean? We sucked the rest of them dry before we got, we, we cracked up these fuckers back open now. In which we have done that. We have done it. We have cracked open some wells. But... Right. Look think. at how many you decades know. later it took to to uncap those wells. Yeah. Oh yeah. All right. They, those wells so, weren't uncapped you know. until well, way after the seventies. It wasn't until the Bruto, the two thousand. Bruto, Bruto Bay would not have happened if it wasn't for the for the gas crisis. Where? Who? Purdue Bay, Alaska. Never heard of that place? World's biggest oil supply. Right there. And it's a big one, too. <laughs> Go look it up. Mm-hmm. Well, 
the only thing the only thing I because <clears throat> again I was like 12 and 13 years old during during the oil embargo of of the 1970s. Okay, I remember very clearly Easter Sunday, 1976. Okay, I was an altar boy at the time. In fact, I've got a picture on my Facebook page somewhere of me standing in front of the high altar in my vestments as an altar boy, my mother taking my picture, the whole nine yards, you know, because of the Easter flowers that were gathered by the altar and all this other stuff. But before we even left the house to go to church, my father needed to go get gas. Well, the one gas station that he went to didn't have anybody pulled up at the pumps, and they had they had their tanks were full of gas. So he goes up, and he and it wasn't the day that he was supposed to get get be able to get gas, but the station owner said, "You know what, Corky? It's Easter Sunday." You got your family to take to church and stuff like that. How much you want to put in? Well, my father was at roughly about a little, just a little over half a tank, but he wanted to cap it off. So what did the owner do? He filled him up. He filled it up full. Topped it off. He didn't get in trouble for it because he owned the station. But. At the same time, he was closed on Monday. So it would not have affected him at all, doing what he did. So my father got very lucky. <clears throat> and because he had the next day off, he wasn't worried about having to travel to work and back. So what did we do? We went to Easter Sunday Mass. And then after church... We drove to my grandmother's down in Brooklyn. Mm. When we got to Brooklyn, you, I swear to God, the number of cars that were backed up a country fucking mile to get gas was unbelievable. As we made our way down the Major Deegan, my father turned to my mother and said, watch, how, watch what happens when we get into the city and all the gas pumps that are down there. Easter Sunday they, you know, is, is the day they normally do good business because people are traveling all over the place, so they got to get gas. But because of this fucking odd, even bullshit, watch what happens. He wasn't kidding. Three city blocks, one gas station from the pumps back, three city blocks lined with cars trying to get gas. And they tied up the fucking roadway, so traffic was literally a parking lot. Now, I'll tell you what. Anybody who lived in... New York City or Westchester County at that, at, during that time didn't want to travel because they knew what they would be faced with. But my father, 
thankfully was able to get a to get a full tank of gas. And his car, you know, ran pretty decent on back and forth on a full tank. Well, you know, that, real quick, oh, that kind of situation here's the problem. Let me finish with this gun. The problem is what happened in in the mid 1970s. Thankfully, we will not see happen any anymore because now that we've we've uncapped those wells, now that we've got refineries going, now that we've got people going back to work in the oil industry here in America, guess what? We're in. We have become energy independent. OPEC is pissed off. They're human, and you know what I say? OPEC, fuck you. Fucked us. Now you're getting fucked yourself. How do you like us now? Okay. Very good. Well, I was just going to say that, you know, back here, I remember that when I was a kid, we had a 73 Lincoln Continental, big, like a thing big as a battleship. And my dad, we had a 500-gallon tank sitting at the road. I remember going up and climbing up on top of somebody. I, could, I would pump it because it was hand. And well, daddy put the top on the car. That's how we did that. I remember that. <laughs> Jeez. I remember, I remember the uh, and those those things were battles on weeds, but they were also gas guzzlers. That that was the biggest problem. The base gas, like you could believe. Now I know. I think my grandmother had one. I think she had it. Ron, let me pose a question to you. Okay. Pose a question. If this country is now independent, and by the way, I've noticed here in my area, gas prices are dropping like stone. <laughs> in the gas station down the road went from two from two seventy to two sixty nine to two sixty five and now they're two sixty one a gallon. There's a shell station not far from it. Is that is the is the dropping of the gas prices a due to the, uh, the energy depend, independence that we are we are seeing in this country, and b because we're no longer dependent on foreign oil, and c c in this can it be is it sustainable? Well, it is. We are sustainable. We can be. But the thing, the price of fuel. Let me let me explain how that works in some points. Okay, one crude oil can cause the effect of gas prices. Um, refinery well, always, issues can cause. 
Right, but anyway, anyway, refineries breaking down, shit happening, that caused a crisis to that. Uh, the other thing we see gas prices lower slowly, or even at a rapid pace either way, at some point in time, is because consumers are not consuming as much. Okay? That's another thing. People ain't buying as much fuel as they were. Okay? So there's more supply, you know, and less demand. So it's always a, it's a rocky road in the oil game. You, I mean, I've seen gas prices... I mean, when I had my shop up in town, I mean, I used to, I'd get two gas stations there across the street from me. And I used to watch them. It was every day the prices changed. I mean, two or three times a day it could change. You know, so you just never know. It's, it, it, it depends on the suppliers. You know, it has a lot to do with it, too. It, it, it's, you know, like I said, uh, when you look at the price of crude oil, then you look at the price of the gas station next door, but the price is going up, but crude oil is going up. What, what the fuck's going on? Well, there again, it's supply and demand again, okay? They have more supply, and they need to get rid of it, so they're going to lower the prices to get you to come buy it. You know what I mean? Uh, but every time we've had an oil crisis, per se, we've had a lot of problems with these fucking price gouging fuckers. You know what I mean? A lot of, I, at one time, it was a whole bunch of gas stations in this country got popped for that shit. You know, they were charged like fucking 75 cents more per gallon. I mean, they were really yeah, robbing gouging. people, man. You know? Yeah, big time yeah, price gougers. And and, and, yeah, and the so. stations caught doing that, they're fucked royal, and rightly so. Oh, yeah, they got fucked royal. Yes, they did. They got pretty well fucking <clears throat> hammered, and they deserve what they got. That's a fact, you know, so, yeah, but it's just, it's, it's, yeah, we had a there's a lot of factors in oil prices. There's a lot of factors in gas prices anyway. You know, there's a lot to it, you know. It ain't just one thing, you know, crude prices, which is just one of them. Like I said there again, it could be an oil refinery issue or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of different reasons, man. It's crazy. You know, you just you just don't, you just don't know. You know what I mean? Say that the station, yeah, you went to, you were saying, okay, they were charging a dollar a gallon. Just, let's, let's just roughly play this out. They were charging a gallon, dollar a gallon yesterday, but now they're charging dollar twenty five today. But the crude prices hasn't changed, okay? It, there again, the suppliers running low or the suppliers running high. It just depends. Depends on importing. You know, it's like there's a big trucking strike or something. That would cause gas prices to go up too. Okay, because the supply lines get cut down. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> so they had to jack up to make up for the difference of the loss of money they're losing. So the consumer takes ass. And there again, you got to remember that the government and states, they want that gas price to come up. They want it up there because the more it comes up, the more tax revenue they make off it. The higher the price, the more they make. You know, that's how that works. Which a lot of people don't seem to understand that point either, but it's what they do. They fucking jack it up to fucking no end, and the more higher the price of the fuel is, the more higher taxes they get because that, you know, it's all done on a percentage rate. You know what I mean? They make a certain percentage, and the majority of the price of your gas, the highest part of the gas, is the tax. And you know, in cigarettes, mm. that's the same. That's another little fucking thing they fuck you on. I mean, they take something you need. They they take things. That you need, they take a high advantage of it. You know what I mean? They really, they really stick it to you, one way or the other. You know, that's how easy it works out. Because they don't give a fuck. You know. Uh, matter of fact, the city of Springfield, Missouri, is trying to get a, a one eighth increase, one eighth of a penny increase for road, you know, construction and shit. But they're already making what seventy five eighty cents a gallon of fucking fuel. God, and not even have to pump it, make it, manufacture it, transport nothing. They just make it off it. Doesn't matter. Ain't that sweet? What a way to steal money. Crazy. 
Boy, I need to bail out of here. You're about to end the show anyway, ain't you, George? About seven minutes. Yeah. I need to get my yeah, butt out of here. A, a I need to get my butt to bed. Minutes, yeah. So. All right, man. All right, guys. Well, good having you I'll here. I'll see you tomorrow. All right. I'm sorry, short lived, but, you know, hey. <laughs> All right. I'll see you yeah, tomorrow. Try, right, try and join right, us guys. a little earlier if you can. Yeah, if I, 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 I was busy and I was so tired. I, I went and started working at 5 o'clock this morning. Jars was on the road. And I, God damn, I was tired and I took a nap. And then <sighs> longer nap than I expected, but it, it was good. But I'm still tired. So, anyway. All right, guys. Well, for me and you, I'll see you guys tomorrow night. Behave yourself. See you later. All right, Ron. And, of course, that was Ron Reck, host of Crazy Nation Radio on Mixler.com. You can catch his show when he actually does it, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, on Mixler.com slash crazy-radio-nation. Crazy, no, excuse me, Mixler.com slash crazy-nation-radio. Yeah. Get the URL right, George. God. <laughs> and uh, I found out where uh, my buddy Mike ha- was tonight and why he didn't join us. It was because he was busy, 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 busy up in Provincetown. He's still up in the up and up uh, up on the Cape. So hopefully he'll join us tomorrow night, and uh, hopefully uh, more people will join us. Hopefully we won't be trolled again like we were tonight. But it is what it is. So in the last seven and a half minutes, or less than that actually, when I close the show, uh, I just want to point something out. Uh, Firefox News Online on the fourth Wednesday of every month does not air because yours truly is involved in a uh, firearms owners association and. By the time I get home, I'm just too damn tired to even attempt putting a show on. And I am researching for a nightly broadcast is next to impossible because I am out of town. So just keep that in mind. And, of course, we will be back here on the Tuesday night edition of Firefox News Online at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 Central, and 8 Pacific Time on the multiple broadcast platforms of the Firefox News Online Broadcasting Network. So, any final th- any final thoughts on your end, Gun? Gun. Okay, Boyd, any final thoughts for you? I'm sleepy. (laughs) I know the feeling, brother. I know the feeling. I'm starting to fade a little myself. So with that having been said, for the comments I've, I've made, that's the way it is from my perspective. 
I'm George Sinzer. And with a final thought, let me just give this out to you. The process of impeachment is still a slippery slope for the Democrats. Will they get their way? Maybe, maybe not. But we'll be monitoring it close, as we always do. As for what AOC wants, <laughs> whatever. She's a loo- she's a she- she's a bit of a loony tune. So, doubt very much that's going to make any headway or difference. And of course, when it comes to uh, the attacks on our president. I've got one very big message for the Democrats. Just shut your mouth and do what you were supposed to be doing. Don't do this impeachment crap anymore. Just stop. Because it's a waste of fucking time. And you know it. You're not doing the business you're supposed to be doing. You're just wasting our tax dollars and time. And if you don't like sitting in the seat you're in, we'll be happy to vote you out come 2020. Very happily. Believe it. On that note, you all be good, and if you can't be good, be careful. And if you can't be careful, please, for the love of God, do not name it after me. I want to thank Boyd and Gunslinger, Ron Reck, Iggy Mom, Billy, and of course, all of you folks listening by way of the archives and watching on video in archives. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. We are America's number one internet video and internet radio broadcast because of you. And on that note... Until next time, take it easy, people, and remember, you have you have a, a voice on this broadcast. And if you troll my show, you find out it ain't it ain't happening. So don't do it. Good night, everybody. Okay, talk to you. All right, talk to you later. <clears throat> And with that, we'll just come on, open. That's it. The clip computer's getting tired. So here goes. Thank you for tuning in to Firefox News Online. Firefox News Online is a production of Firefox News Online Productions. Any rebroadcast, transcript, either in whole or in part, without the express written permission of Firefox News Online Productions and its owner, is expressly forbidden. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved. If you have any comments you'd like to share, we'd like to hear from you. Write to comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's comments at firefoxnewsonline.com. And if you have any stories or topic ideas you'd like to send our way, you can send them to we Report at firefoxnewsonline.com. That's we Report at firefoxnewsonline.com. 
Firefox News Online airs Monday through Thursday at 11 p.m. Eastern, 10 Central, and 8 Pacific Time on multiple broadcast platforms. Go to Facebook.com slash FFNOP. That's Facebook.com slash FFNOP. Or you can go to Facebook.com slash Firefox News Online Journalist. That's Facebook.com slash Firefox News Online Journalist, where you will find the links to all the live broadcasts. Thank you for tuning in. We'll catch you on the next edition of Firefox News Online. Fair, balanced, and always responsible.